Oh, okay. <laughs> it is. Usually it's Joe cussing at us. But... Uh-huh. I've heard. <laughs> so when you get ripped, congratulations, you're now part of the club. <laughs> That's what I always say. I'm always meanest to the people I love. Right. You know? Yep. Um, Johnny, so you'll have, do you want to wait for new copy for that, John? Is that what you meant by? No, no, they're going to start next week with the new copy. Okay. So. Okay. So yeah. I may Just... have you do it today and I may have you wait till tomorrow because I have a, I, like, I got to fit Schoonover in and I got to fit Josh okay. in. Um, That's fine. So just, just let me know. Just stand by. Leave me know, as we ass. say. That's what I'm pulling up, sir. Joe, you're going to have the same as yesterday. <laughs> Boy, I wish I wish um, people would stop. Well. Screen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. So you'll have all three, Joe. Eco, Eckberg, and Center, please. Liz, how long has it been since you were you uh, have been with Alpha? How long has it been? Um, it'll be a year in February. So. Oh wow! Yeah, I would have guessed six months. Holy cow! Yeah, not, okay, not too long. You like it? I do. Where, do they have a physical presence? Uh, yeah, we're in Plymouth. There's a, There's a building office space there. Yep. Why don't you ask I, them about the Pioneer remotely. Press? We don't. I don't. We don't have. <laughs> if we have one. I don't know where it is. <laughs> really? No. He went to go get. I, Can I share the story? Because yeah. I love it so much. There's so, really not a physical location anymore? He, he was in St. Paul. What oh. building is it again? We were in the Comcast office house. He goes. On the, uh, across the Wabashaw <laughs> Street Bridge. Or Robert Street Bridge. Robert Street Bridge. And so he walks yeah. in and sees the front desk guy who we've seen a million times. He says, hey, yeah. can I run up and go get my dictionary? The guy says, well, you're not here anymore. Says, well, where are we? <laughs> I don't know. Oh dear God! They literally just moved wow. out of the building and didn't inform the staff. That's horrifying. But, well, that's kind of what happened to even at CCO. Everybody scattered and nobody really came back. So, pandemic yeah. related. Yeah, really. Well, and it's kind of th this job. I mean, we've kind of figured out how to exactly. Make yeah, kind it of like work, what we were right? saying earlier. Yeah, well, and why pay for the lights to stay on? I remember. Just... So when when March hit and everyone worked remotely, and even through. It's too cold. Okay. I need a show. Thanks, Joe. That's good. God damn it. So, <laughs> and so then I remember that following December, Christmas week, there were no lights on in the building. Oh, so I would so they I really would, they've literally just turned them off. Because I would come in the side door and just walk in here. Yeah. And I couldn't see anything. Yeah, perfect. That which is actually a frightening hallway to be in the dark, oh, I yeah. must say. Um, Will you channel four? Yes. Yeah. Yep. All right. And Joe, I'm ready to go. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me just pull this up. All right. I saved it, Josh. I saved my schoon over. Okay. Oh, what is my wife's username? Oh, my God. We're getting our passports renewed. Mm, that's a process. Holy crap. Eight weeks? Oh, I thought it was like 10. That's actually pretty good, I think. Oh, so now you're giving me hope. Yeah. So it's better than it was? <laughs> yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of going through the same thing, too. Well, yeah. we made the mistake of we went to the... um. I live in Jordan. Yeah. We went to the Shakopee Walmart Supercenter because they have a FedEx in there where you can oh, expedite, yeah. apparently. Mm -hmm. That was um that was fun at about 5 30 yesterday afternoon. Oh. And we had our boy, we have a, a 10 and a seven-year-old. Oh. And so she says, I'm gonna get fun. mine done and I'm taking the boys and I'm going home. I said, Okay. And she just hands me all this stuff. 
Yeah, so I guess what I get to do that's after a, work today. Well, you must have a trip to look forward to, though. So it's our 15 year wedding anniversary. Oh, that's big! And she decides. Well, no, I'm just kidding. I, so we're gonna go to Cabo San Lucas, oh, which is where we went to for our honeymoon. Nice. Bradaloni's Hardware and Garden Store. <laughs> Joe doesn't give a <laughs> shit. Really care. He doesn't, he doesn't care. Yeah. Well, this is actually real. I thought it was kind of an act, Joe, but okay. Got no, it. No, 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 no. You're getting this. Th- that's what I love about him. Is this is what you okay, get? Okay, this ain't no right. character. He's playing on the radio. Gotcha. Or the podcast. You ready, bro? Yeah. Fraloni's <laughs> Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 962, November 10th. This is the uh, anniversary of the F-, F. Scott Fitzgerald. I heard no, that. Mm-hmm. No, the F. Scott Fitzgerald. Well, Thanks, yeah, Terry. You're making a little joke there. I know. He I'm said sorry. that to honor Terry. 69 degrees was the record on this day. That was recently 2012, and it was three degrees on this day in 1986. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushi. We have Liz Collins with us. Many of you will know Liz Collins from her years. On- Colin, no Alan. I'm yeah. sorry. Obviously, Strike I, about obviously I don't know her. <laughs> I've been called worse. Liz Collins, who for years was on Channel 4. Uh, from when to when, by the way? Uh, I was there beginning in 2008 and was there for 14 years. So, wow. And why are you year. not there now? All right, we're getting right into it. Hey, welcome uh, to the okay, show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, were you fired? Uh, I was demoted um, mm-hmm. after the George Floyd uh, incident. My husband uh, was at the time the uh, Minneapolis Police Union president. Bob um, Kroll. Yep, and he's uh, since, since retired, but I was never given my position back. I was a longtime anchor at WCCO, um, was basically promoted to the position six months after I started there uh, back in 2008, and it was clear that my voice and uh, especially the person I w- was married to, I was uh, definitely, it was it was clear that I needed, needed to go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, what does that tell you about the media in general in the Twin Cities? Well, that, partly another reason I, I left Joe is um, I was so tired of pushing the propaganda um, at the station where I worked. We were especially left and we were always left. I knew that um, I was never political because I'm a journalist. Right. Um, but I was always more conservative in my beliefs and such. But it really got to a point um, with, with covid um, with this narrative of police are the bad guys. Uh, I could go on and on just about different different storylines, um, but we didn't care about the other side anymore. It was sort of this lies by omission, I feel like. We were privy to all of this information. People are giving us tips and et cetera, but we were crafting in a way that I don't think we were, we were actually informing the public. Um, and I, I needed to, to go elsewhere because all of these people, I think, and their stories were, were being ignored. So that's what I'm hoping to do now um, at Alpha News. And we've been doing for well, about nine months or so. They've been around for a little while, but I like the fact they're uncensored and unafraid. That's our slogan. You're here because you have a new book and it's called They're Lying, The Media, The Left and the Death of George Floyd. Who's they? Who's lying? Well, the media, the left. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. Right there. Um, but it, the, the story is a little bit about uh, my own 
um, kind of front row seat to this movement we saw in, in Minneapolis and then went across the country as well. But I was so troubled um, as a wife and a mom, um, but but more so as a journalist. Again, um, all of this information that um, we're not we're not asking questions from the very beginning. The body cameras, uh, they're not released in this incident. And there's a there's a reason for that. Um, the background of, of George Floyd. Um, it's really laid out in, in this in this book about all the things uh, that were not that were not talked about from the very beginning that I believe an entire generation, Joe, of Minnesotans will will pay for as a result of this. Minneapolis, uh, we've seen what, what's happened. And again, the media was basically grandstanding and, in my opinion, cheerleading this from the very beginning. And they you, should have been asking questions. You, you mentioned off the air something interesting. You wish this book had come out before the election. It, it, it did. Uh, I think it uh, just needed to come out a little bit, <laughs> a little bit sooner. But in Minnesota, um, you know, the, the research that, that I've done, we, I really go after the players that I feel got a free pass from the very beginning um, with with what played out. We had the perfect people in the perfect positions um, for, for this to happen. Keith Ellison uh, is named quite a bit in the book and, and his background and such. But that that's a topic that even again, we saw the mainstream media barely even touch him during the the election season. Mm-hmm. And his past is is quite troubling. He has mm-hmm. five police officers in prison now, and this was his plan all along. We'll see how this all all plays out with him being reelected, which is uh, astonishing to me. Um, but but I, I feel that, um, again, the mainstream media just they weren't putting the, the pieces together because it, it felt like to me there was more activism going on than actual journalism. What what is it? uh that you contend in the book that George Floyd was not purposely killed by the police? Well, I think it's, you know, that that's fair to say, <laughs> but uh, more than that, we, you know, we're hearing um, from Derek Chauvin for the very first time from Thomas Lane, uh, who's serving his sentence uh, now, now in, in Colorado, but um, it, it's really laid out in several different uh, sections. Um, and, you know, the question is always asked, well, you know, did he die of a, a drug overdose? And I, I think the answer is I don't think we know because no one has been honest about it. Um, you know, as noted by the medical examiner, the county attorneys just hours um, after the autopsy, there were multiple factors. And we saw that, you know, words kind of disappear from documents. And I have a lot of documentation um, in the book. And we really go into also the, the court case. Right. So Derek Chauvin is is found guilty. Um, of these three charges. So, of course, he's he's guilty. Right. But there is a lot playing out in court that people never had um, any idea. Um, and the response I, I've gotten to the book has has really just been been amazing. Um, it's been an Amazon bestseller um, for about three weeks now since since wow. we released it. But it really goes to show that I think so many people knew there was more going on and they weren't being told um, from the very beginning. And there was a reason uh, they weren't. What about what I saw? Yeah, and I think that's uh, that, that's the question, right? Um, we we didn't even know that uh, many other three other officers were involved um, because there was a reason that the body cam uh, videos were held um, for so long. If you remember, um, it, it was about two and a half months before the body cameras were even released, and at that point, they were leaked to a, a media outlet. You had to sign up to to see. Uh, the body cam footage. But again, it was it really boiled down to this is a black and white story. If you say anything else, you you know, you're racist. This is a, a white officer and this is a, a black man. And that was the, the narrative and how it was crafted from the very beginning. Nobody talks about the black officer, um, J. Alexander King, who was with George Floyd 15 minutes for much longer uh, than Derek Chauvin ever was. This is a black officer. Again, this was about about race from the very beginning. And there was so much more 
uh, to the story. But what about what I saw, the knee on the neck? Well, and it came out. And in- I'm a Minnesotan watching this and I'm saying, get off his neck. Right. Just get off. Right. I, I, and we, we talk about all of this, uh, all of this in the book. It's um, a, another thing that, that happens in the, in the course of this and, and what Derek talks about in the book is there is this MRT training, uh, maximum restraint technique, where the knee is more on the shoulder blade, which also the the chief, uh, Chief Madeira Arredondo at the time, admits to that oh, once he sees a different angle of the video, he says um, on the stand, uh, it does appear that his his knee isn't there. Um, and this is, again, the damage has been done. It's a, a year later. But also this MRT manual is quickly disappears offline. It goes offline from the, the training manual. Um and is, isn't put back online for weeks. And again, we hear from the police department from the very beginning, this isn't part of training. We've never seen this maneuver before, et cetera, et cetera. Well, again, just another one of the many, many lies uh, that were told from the beginning. Now, you at the time were still with Channel 4. Right. You're still leading newscasts. Uh, no, I um, I was basically put on COVID patrol oh. for about uh, two years, and that was the only subject I was allowed to report on. But only one side of COVID, Joe. There was many other <laughs> stories we could have tackled, but we were just chasing around the governor and, um, you know, pushing get your get your shot, even when people started to say, hey, I'm having experiencing side effects or or whatnot. So, again, that's another story. There was a lot more, too, that we weren't interested in telling. What role did COVID play in the coverage of George Floyd? Another, um, you know, I think uh, another good, good question. And <laughs> this is, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know Chris even got a lot. He was allowed to ask questions. No, he, you know what, Liz, he oh. shouldn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Have you seen uh, John Hype behind you, by the way? Yeah, she, we said hi, okay. Joe. Yeah, okay. I do, I do, way back. I do okay, have a yeah. question too. Oh, so. okay. When we're done, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, um, Again, an important an important question too, because at this time everybody's cooped up, and we we I think a lot of the riots can be blamed uh, on a lot of that uh, as well. Me and too. I will say too that we talked to a lot of officers um, in this book that have never shared their story before, um, which I think is really eye opening about um, how they're stuck in the precinct, how the the plan um, by their administration by city leaders is for one of them uh, to be harmed as sort of a reparation in a way. Um, I think their stories are absolutely heartbreaking um, and what's led to this mass exodus um, from Minneapolis police ever since. John, would you go ahead? Yeah, Liz, a question I have about, uh, I don't disagree with a lot about what you said there about the whole thing with making Chauvin kind of the sacrificial lamb. But, and I haven't read the book. I'm sorry. I wish I had, but you guys, I I mean, didn't I send you guys the book? No. I, I think I said a PDF. It's probably my fault. <laughs> yeah, it's pro- Chris has four copies sitting here. Right. Uh, but, anyway. I, I th- but John, just a minute. Let me interrupt yeah. for a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm breaking a law. I've told you this off the air. I, this is you're the first author I've interviewed where I haven't read the book. Yeah. But uh, I wanted you as a guest because I think it's so timely given the election, which I want to bring us back to to talk about. Uh, uh, John, go ahead. And I think the whole racial end of it, you're correct, too. It turned into a racial thing when it shouldn't have. But do we and do you think uh, and I know the testimony from the original trials, et cetera, would seem to indicate that the folks, the pathologists, et cetera, thought the death certainly was caused by his actions. Do you, in the book, do you address that? Do you think that's true? Do you think it's not true? Yeah, I think, I think it's kind of, yeah. 
Go yep, I, I, I do talk about that. And I think what's interesting um, when I'm talking about what's happening happening beyond behind the scenes um, with the prosecution, they created so many conflicts of interest that um, Eric Nelson talks to me about this, who's uh, Chauvin's attorney, that they couldn't even get a medical examiner um, to, you know, Ellison brings on uh, more than a dozen attorneys from the very beginning, and they're making phone calls um, to different medical examiners across the country. So they really had a hard time even getting someone to, to testify, um, you know, on, on their behalf for the defense, uh, because they created these, these conflicts of interest from, from the beginning. Hmm. Okay. But we do go, we do go into that. And really it's, um, we let people see for themselves. A lot of people don't know that there were three autopsies, uh, done on, on George Floyd, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one by the Hennepin County medical examiner, obviously, and then one basically paid for by the family. They were released just within hours of each other and the media, ran with what they called the independent um, autopsy, which was, again, paid for by by the family. And the bottom line was he died from what he saw in the video. And that's actually in the document. And then the, we also go into the federal government, their, uh, their role in this case, because I think a lot of people didn't know that as well. The FBI was involved from the very beginning, too, and sat in on meetings with the medical examiner as we saw him kind of backtrack and change his story in the, in the um, days that followed. Would it made would would it have made a difference to say that George Floyd died from a drug overdose? Would that erase the nine minutes that everyone can't unsee? I think the question is um, many things could have changed. The riots didn't have to happen. Um, there, instead of instead of taking a step back, actually explaining the, this training that this was a, a part of training. Um, we saw a mayor make this about race immediately, right? Mm-hmm. This is, he's apologizing to black America from the very, very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was uh, also a chief that echoed that exact same message. Uh, the top law enforcement officer, the attorney general's office, same thing. That That's the narrative. Um, and and as it, that this is shown in, in even history that that doesn't work, it, it, that actually makes people more angry. And I think uh, fueled the, the, the fire, if you will, here, I, just, I think there was there was a and, a and I have to go back to just the, the timing, not only COVID, but we have a presidential election coming up in, in months. Right. And we mm-hmm. are going to oust President Trump no matter what. And this is the perfect um, scenario in a way of, for, for politicians to, to pounce on. So um, the autopsy is done on George Floyd within 12 hours. Why do we hear about the autopsy and what the results are a week later after Minneapolis is, a, is allowed to burn? These are the questions I thought journalists should be asking from the beginning. How did this change urban Minneapolis? Um, an, an excellent question. I think that it will be a decade it, before things um, come back. I mean, I, the people I, I worked and lived in that city for, for 12 years um, myself and I'm out in the out in the burbs now. But I know a lot of people. I don't know if it's similar for you guys that just people just refuse to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is is very sad. And I'm also struck, too, how the media, they don't really go back to this area. This isn't, I was part of um, Candace Owens and, and her Daily Wire team did a documentary on Black Lives Matter um, and, you know, walked the streets of 38th and Chicago and went into to that a, l- a little bit. But I, I thought this was a, a story. Again, it's conservative media, so I know it's going to be ignored completely. 
uh, by the by the mainstream media. But this is an organization, Black Lives Matter, who got 80 million dollars in donations mm-hmm. basically on the back of of George Floyd. Right. Um, and much she, of it spent fraudulently. Right. Right. And that that's the point of the, the documentary. And Bob and I talked um, a little bit about that because, you know, in, in a way, Black Lives Matter, they came after us, too. They were in front of our house two different times. Right. One one where they're bashing pinata effigies of us in in the driveway. And it's just amazing how that has just, you know, the media doesn't go back and actually look at the 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 cost here. You want to give Liz a bit of a smile? Sure. Play the uh, John Thompson. Oh, yeah. oh gosh. Right. <laughs> this is uh, a roll call vote. It was sent to us by a mole. When this, uh, a roll call vote. When okay. this lunatic Thompson was still a uh, legislator. Go. And uh, it's pretty funny. Listen, closely. Morrison. Morrison, I. Morrison, I. Mortensen. Mortensen, no. Mortensen, no. Sandell. Sandell, I. Sandell, I. Thompson. <laughs> Thompson, I. Thompson, I. Mecklen. Wow. Somebody wow. planted a siren. I thought you'd get a kick out of it. <laughs> but when we first were sent the audio, Liz, what you'll love is. We all thought because everyone again was all working remote, remotely yeah. and voting remotely. Wow. And we thought this idiot is getting stopped while he's trying to make a vote. <laughs> but we, it turns out it, it it was planted by a fellow legislator, <laughs> That's which, quite funny. which almost made it better. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Are you the only one in town who could That's have funny. written this or would have written this? Oh, I think so. I had the um, joy of being canceled already. So, <laughs> <laughs> you mean by by, yeah. by CBS affiliate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 again, I think my just experience is, in, in, and I never reported on the, on George Floyd at all while I was uh, there at WCCO. Again, I was hard at work with COVID. Um, but you know, there, and there was a reason for that with Bob's position, but then he retired and again, a year passes and it was clear that I wasn't wanted there, but we've, we've seen this again in, in newsrooms, uh, across the country, I think, especially here in, in Minneapolis as well, that the conservative viewpoint really isn't wanted anymore you kind of have to go along with the, the program you got to just get in get in line and go with go woke how do you compare you how do you compare that because i'm sure you have friends all over the country how do you compare this market in that regard to other large markets across oh, the country? It's very very similar story we call it uh the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings you are fated fated f-a-t to be led by the left and the uh the post George Floyd world has increased that, I think. Oh, a hundred percent. Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, here, New York, Chicago, and who who is your audience for this book? Who who do you want to read this? Anybody who Glenn, cares about the truth. Glenn Fry, I said. Uh, <laughs> Jacob Fry is not going to read it. Uh, you know, I'm actually going to take one to his office soon. So. You know, I'll I'll drop it off. <laughs> and in Minneapolis right now, if you were had to put your reporter's hat back on and you were at CCO, can you even figure out who's in charge of law enforcement in Minneapolis? Well, the the thing is, it's always been um, the mayor. So why one would argue why would he think that this is a good leadership strategy to throw his entire department under the bus? Um, mm-hmm. I think we've seen how that that has played out. You know, we're talking about the the woke culture. I'll just say, even after George Floyd at CCO, there's a mandate put in place. Joe, about who we can interview. Uh, 50% of the people we interview have to be um, in a protected class or of color. Mm -hmm. 
this is the definition of racism as far as I'm I'm concerned. And we we are news, we are news people. And again, this is what, this is the propaganda that, and I'm kind of alone going, what the hell are we doing? (laughs) Um, But, you know, again, I could give uh, many examples as to to how this all. Well, it's, it's safe to assume that they'll never recognize this book. Yeah, uh, no mainstream media has reached out, Joe. Right. So, yeah, right. well, <laughs> Star Tribune will not will not no. review yeah. this. Book. Well, and like you said, no. you, you've already, you've been canceled. You've been ostracized. So nobody's ever going to reach out. I'm guessing. Liz, are you good on time? Yeah, I mean, if I have seven million questions, I oh, want to ask. Oh, seven million. Seven Joe's not going to let you actually ask. Probably you not. Can't. So, yeah. I, mean, I might get one. In. Seven million. I want to tell you that. Uh, <laughs> Before we take a break, we're talking with Liz Collin, who has written "They're Lying: The Media, the Left, and the Death of George Floyd." I think I can. I think I, I have a clarifying question about that. Uh, I want to talk to you about Eckberg Lammers. We're all going to die. Hmm. Well, that's a timely yeah. situation, isn't it? Uh, and you need your estate in order, and that's what Eckberg Lammers does. They've been doing it for more than seventy years. And uh, we all have stuff, and you don't want it to fall into the hands of the courts. They can save you taxes. They can solve some family problems. Maybe you're selling a cabin. There's divorce. There's kids' problems. They they handle everything, but most principally an estate plan. And as I mentioned to you, don't be worried about the, the word estate. Uh, it can be a, a little amount or a great amount, but you want it handled smoothly for your family. You don't want that to fall into the hands of the court system. Call Eckberg Lammers and make an appointment. It's terribly important. I don't care how old you are. Call Eckberg Lammers at 651-439-2878 or visit EckbergLammers.com slash will. Just to warn you, we're still live on the town council, but we're not recording the show. I just had a deep thought. Oh, Uh, you're in trouble now. I just had a clarifying question. Okay, okay. do you want uh, Dill, Joe, for yes. a, a song? Okay. I was making a lot of notes, but I can't read half of them. That uh, that comment about the 50%, oh, my God, that that's amazing. That's you might stunning. not want that out there. That's in the book, though. That's just stunningly <laughs> stupid. I, oh, oh, trust me. There was a lot. You, is, that, <laughs> is that nationwide, do you think? Uh, it was an internal email, so I, wow. CBS though is very. I was going to say, but they crazy, own a lot of so. property across yeah. the country. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think so is ABC and yeah. NBC and mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just um, just a time in my. I've just never seen this in my career before. How nobody's asking any questions anymore, and I mean, we had reporters using the Black Lives Matter hashtag on social media. This was just mm-hmm. what they were doing Mm -hmm. wow um so okay um i'm gonna plug schoon over in here because i recorded with mike earlier so Mm -hmm. we can just bump back and get right back to this here Mm -hmm. okay Um, dill is almost here good i can go spit out my gum i'll be right back (laughs) have a seat dill I think I have the question. I'll put this book into a better context. Can I just okay? That? You comfortable? So yeah. yeah. What have you rocking? Royals again? Uh, Royals again. Looks like yeah. Nice. <clears throat> Did you work with Karen Sullivan? Not or never? Bill. She's a column. Which is a columnist at Pioneer Press, but <laughs> for no. a million dollars, that's a game we like to play here. I've never heard of a columnist at the Pioneer Press named Karen Sullivan. Mm-hmm. She. 
it was writing for Alpha News. Redhead. I don't know. You probably know. The reason we say that, Liz, I'm gonna, we're going to pe- let you peel behind the curtain here. We had a retirement party here for a woman that had worked here for, oh, John, how long was Sue here? About 40 years? Oh, for ever since I was, and that's 20. Joe had no idea. Joe had zero idea. So Rookie, <laughs> Rookie said, hey, we're going to, Reavers and I are going to go down and grab some cake for Sue's retirement party. And Joe said, who's Sue Cook? And Rookie goes, for a million dollars, I guarantee you don't even know. Good. Even though Joe saw her every uh-huh. single day. <laughs> I perfect. No, I didn't. Well, you know, every other day. Every other day. Once a month, at least. Once a month. (laughs) Okay. Paint me as the bad guy. We love picking on That's our job. Let's go here. Hang tight. Oh, Um, gee whiz. All right. I am ready. I got that. I'm not going to play a drop. Oh, okay. I just want to hear the heights. Ready, Johnny? You. Yes, please. I am rolling in three, two, one. Very nice boys. Thank you, boys. Okay, you I think doing? we're done, Bill. Uh, Liz Collin is with us, a uh, longtime newscaster, now with Alpha News. And the book is called They're Lying, the Media, the Left, and the Death of George Floyd. What was simmering in American culture? What was simmering that became an explosion on the death of George Floyd? In other words, Minneapolis... As recently as uh, when had the Super Bowl? 2000, well, it was February of 2018. 2018. And then as recently as when had the Final Four? I believe it was the year prior. Yep. And as recently as 20, in the winter of 2020, Minneapolis was still flourishing with its cafe society and uh, people thinking it was uh, really cool to live in the warehouse district and there was shopping and, and life was viable and not dangerous. And then the George Floyd date came along in May of 2020 and it erupted. So what, what was taking place beneath the surface of that presumed calmness and safety and normality that suddenly went nuts with George Floyd? I think that we talked a little bit about that before with, um, President Trump. I mean, we mm-hmm. saw a lot, lot of animosity um, against him, people not liking, you know, his style and mean tweets and such. And I don't really think that that can be underplayed in in the incident as well, uh, you know, ousting him um, at all costs. I mean, maybe you guys can can weigh in on this as well. But and I also think that, again, the pandemic played a, a bit of a role too. people had a lot of free time. Uh, kids had a lot of free time to get in trouble. Uh, Etc. So mm-hmm. I think that uh, people were wearing masks and could dress up as bad guys pretty easily. We see a lot of uh, the COVID masks being put to good use in crimes still. Um, you're right. <laughs> so, no, you're right. Yeah. Um, 
I've never seen a a political, even where I was working before, it was very obvious just the the bias um, against him as president. You know, just some of my husband's experiences also. Trump comes to town, asks Bob to be on stage with him at, at Target Center. Jacob Fry mandates that police officers who are going to show their support for President Trump cannot wear their uniforms. And they've done that for years. And even, you know, Democrats who they supported, the unions have supported in the past. They never took away the fact that they couldn't wear their uniforms, mm-hmm. which is how these cops for Trump red T-shirts, uh, you know, came in, came into play. But, you know, there are so many just anecdotal stories. And I think that that presidential election had a lot to do with it. But that was... Floyd was kindling and and his death was a spark and and the world erupted. It just erupted. It wasn't even in this country alone. It was across the globe. And and, uh, you had to be uh, feeling entirely alone, even though you were on COVID duty (laughs) at the station, you had to feel entirely alone in your thoughts about this. Yeah. And how much of that is because of who you were married to? Um, I, I, I think there were a lot of us who who even, you know, I think, again, police officer families in general were canceled um, af- after this. And, you know, thankfully, I have a lot, lot of good friends, um, you know, who believe in backing backing the blue. But we knew from the very beginning that the, everybody is painted with this broad brush after this incident that everyone's racist and you're a bad person if you're a, a police officer. And I just grew up knowing that that's not the case at all. These are the most caring uh, individuals. Um, again, not to say that there's not bad police officers. There's bad everything. And But it was just this broad brush that everybody went and bananas. I don't, I don't want to interrupt you, but I remember the day, the day after when we came in, it was Memorial Day weekend, we came in here and I was furious because my, my father was a deputy sheriff for 30 years. And I said, no one hates bad cops more than good cops. Right. Nobody, period. It's just it's just fact. And I got some backlash for that. And I can't even imagine the amount of backlash that you've received um, from from publishing this book. And and actually, I would say that more than anything, there's been support with the, this book, because, again, something was wrong about this kind of story from from the beginning. And what people were saying was just not reality. Do you think because of who we have as mayors and city council people and legislators that it was impossible for the Floyd story to be told the way you're now telling it? Um, I, I do. And, and this isn't I, I go into a little, some backstories of MPD as well, because I think this is interesting. I don't know if you guys remember um, a, a story where uh, two police officers, they picked out some garbage in a back alley. Um, in North Minneapolis around the 4th Precinct, and they decorated a Christmas tree. I remember that. Yeah, yeah to upset uh, one of their supervisors who spent a lot of time decorating this tree. Well, Mayor Fry goes, uh, Some somebody from the community sends um, him a picture of the tree and says, this is racist. And um, he puts on social media right away, doesn't check out, doesn't check anything, doesn't talk to anybody, puts on social media. These officers will be fired within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will not stand for this. Um, well, it turns out they got their jobs back, uh, <laughs> but everything was about race with with this mayor. And even prior prior to that, Betsy Hodges showed no support um, for for the police either. She gave the the precinct, the fourth precinct, to protesters for 18 days, and in fact, she wanted to give them uh, the precinct where uh, the firing ranges uh, for officers. She, that was her plan before, and so uh, again, this is Jacob Fry crafting the plan that they're going to give uh, give away the third precinct which they did and we see how well, we see how well that went. Are you getting national attention for this book? 
from conservative media, but yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I was on with uh, Joe Peggs, um, Dennis Prager's show. Um, and, and that's what's sad to me also, the way the media works now. Um, again, lying by omission. That's that's what I think is is happening. Do you think you're a conservative or just a normal person? I, I thank you. That is actually a compliment if you think I'm normal. <laughs> yes, that, I mean, I really just think that like what happened to, to common sense and right. we're not we're not racist and we're not horrible people. We're not extreme. We're not right wing. It's just not it's not reality. I guess I've always been a critical thinker, but it's sort of part of part of your job. You grew up in Worthington. Right. What would your dad do for a living? Uh, he still works, but he's a small business owner, a oh. fuel truck driver. Oh, yeah. Yep. What about mom? Uh, she was a stay-at-home mom. There's yeah. four of us, yeah. so she got us through school and sports and all that jazz. Yes, John. Liz, I have a question, and this might be it might be too personal to answer. It might not. Oh, okay. Your your, your former colleagues, uh, yes. reporters, uh, anything. You, know, you knew people obviously at all the stations, not just WCCO. Do you? I mean, still have interactions, or are they all just saying, you know, uh, just pushing you off to the side and wishing to never speak with you again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the world I live in now, I kind of attack the mainstream media, yeah, sort, of, sure. sort of the world I live in. But I think that that was the problem. So this it, this isn't like that. I witnessed this and I left. I mean, I hung around for a, a couple mm-hmm. of years afterward. But there, here's what I saw, and I think that this is why um, the country is so messed up. These people who I've spent a great time of, you know, 15 years with, they sure. knew who I was. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't go to bat for me publicly. They'd tell me privately that they su- wow. supported me, uh, but there was that. no public. Um, I tried to get a job in the market at other television stations. Somebody mm-hmm. told me um, at care 11 that I could be behind the scenes. They wouldn't put me in front of the camera. Of course. Wow. Um, I won't say and anything about KSTP, this... but they wouldn't even consider me. for. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah. And this is before. You wrote the book. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, wow. I just knew that I love reporting. I really I really do. And I love that people turn to me to tell stories. And I think it's so important to, to give Minnesotans a, a voice. And, you know, I had a I had a loyal following at WCCO. I mean, I was the highest rated weekend anchor in the market mm-hmm. um, and held that position for, for more than 10 years. I was the the main fill in for the main anchors at WCCO, Frank and Amelia. Mm-hmm. Um, and Have always you remained did close well. to them. They're they're nice people, yeah. But but again, I, I think there That's were a lot a of hell of a charitable answer. I think there were a lot of people that. But again, these are people who have a platform and they know that this is wrong. And this is what bothered me and and still does to this day about um, all of this and so and so many things. Um, but there's a lot of just go along to get along. Right. Um, and I've just never yeah. been that kind of person. So right. Yeah. right. Hmm. Well, and I was going to say because I also know a lot of people that work in this market and share your sentiment, but are unwilling to do so publicly. And and I'm basically just backing up what you said earlier. But to me, that's a shame because you're doing a disservice to the to the public in that regard, because you're basically getting one side of the story. Well, and I feel like, you know, look at what happened to me. It's career suicide to to step out uh, of of that narrative. Right. But uh, Mike Max, for example, great, great friend. And um, I think I think he was canceled at WCCO radio because he kind of publicly admitted that he's a conservative. Well, he um, <laughs> know he was talking the truth about downtown Minneapolis. Right. right. But but it it just boggles my mind how um you know that side is and that's that's what I talk about in the book. The left isn't a democrat or a liberal. It's really this side that has now um grown to you can't think anything else. You can't you can't disagree with us. That's what the left is to what, me. What do you point That's exactly to? what you've been mm-hmm. saying for how long on this show? Oh. 
Well, if it, so you're it, a what smart I guy. what I like is uh, because I'm considered Liz a little more the liberal of this show. These guys always have my back and defended me last week mm-hmm. on air. So it's been the opposite of what happened to you. Well, good people over here. It's good. <laughs> well, the, but yeah. that's the, that's the beauty of the show is we we all don't agree politically a hundred percent on everything. And the problem is, well, if you don't do what I tell you, you're fired. That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, but the problem yeah. is, as a collective, we we've lost that ability where you yes. all of a sudden have to check every box on right. one side, or you're either with us or you're against us, and yeah. that's. That's so bass backwards of a way of thinking. Liz, I'm hearing as you speak, I'm hearing your next book. Oh, oh, he's a he's a oh, publisher. Wow. Which, Listen, is, yeah. which is what? Your take on the media in this country. Yeah, I have uh, quite a bit about that in, in the book as well. Um, I'm going to read the, the book, book and I'm going to be interested okay, in that. Good. Well, as I, I said, I never have interviewed an author without reading the book, but you obviously had no intention of ever getting me one, so I couldn't read it in time. <laughs> not, him begging for a book. But I'll say that I never even had an intention to write a book. This wasn't part of part of the plan. Then why um, did you? Why did you? Yeah. Um, I just I've always felt that information is power, and people weren't getting the the information. And um, again, as as a Minnesotan, it, it bothered me that we were lied to from from the the very beginning and i just don't think that so much of this had to had to happen all right so i want to ask you about the next steps for you personally because you know you and i were chatting on our walk down here about your joe she used to work at one of our affiliates radio down in worthington i did not know that (laughs) and i only learned that today in walking down the hallway with her but you know obviously you're you're, you now have a platform on alpha news and, and i'm not diminishing them by any means we go to them all the time for information but what are the next steps for someone like you? That's is, essentially been canceled in the Minneapolis this market. Is, this is my five-year plan. Um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I hope to continue continue work at Alpha. I think there really is a need for conservative media in Minnesota. I don't even think um, it's conservative. Well, and that's kind of my thought too. I think They're we just, just covering we just, stuff that doesn't that, get that doesn't get covered. Right. <laughs> yeah. We um we get so many great tips uh, every day, and you know I'm so thankful that. Uh, people kind of followed me o- over there. They believe in, you know, our, our our mission there. And so many people have turned off the news. I, that that yep. goes to show just just with ratings. I think the future is internet news. That's uh, people are just going to go with, you know, wh- where the truth is or who's telling, you know, the best stories. And I think that there's a growing market for that. That's why I like to tell Joe all the time that when I prepare for this show, I like to get all my news from Twitter. He loves that. Which infuriates me. <laughs> well, people certainly aren't reading newspapers to the degree they once right. did. Uh, right. They're not paying attention to the local newscast to the degree they once did. I think it's resulted in a lot of uninformed voters, uh, but the society has changed so dramatically. Help me get this. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I, I'm going to read the book, and maybe this will be answered for me. Uh, but w- where do you counsel me? When I say I'm among those who watched what happened with that knee and I watched the uh, the nine minutes mm-hmm. and I just had the feeling, and I've said this before, I had the feeling Chauvin was not there, that he that he lost it. That Mentally, his, yeah. That his eyes were some, he had the faraway look. Uh, counsel me. No, I think that's a, a, a very good question and something... Um addressed in in the book as as well um Do you nobody, know nobody, him, by the way yes we've um had many conversations with him and i i talked to his mom and, and such no i mean prior to this did you no, know no okay. no right. yeah. um but um i think that nobody can look at that video and say oh 
this it, it looks horrible. It's horrific. I right. mean, it, every, that's everybody's um, reaction, uh, of course. If not, I think something might be wrong with you. Um, but um, just talking to the other officers that that are there, um, it's it's just so interesting as to you know what is actually transpiring. What they're they're actually uh, there's a decrease in their force, if you will, because they can tell that he he takes takes a turn. They're trying to get the ambulance there sooner. Um, you even have Thomas Lane jumping in the ambulance, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's this narrative of they did nothing to, to help him. And these are officers who were there on the job for just uh, days, um, you know, and you jump in when a senior officer is is telling you to do um, one thing. So to answer your question, um, I, I think we definitely go into that. And, and one could argue about a, a manslaughter charge or, um, you know, something along but with all of these officers being charged in the way that they were, um, they were basically um, guilty from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Liz Collin uh, and the book is available everywhere. It is uh, on Amazon. It's on Amazon. And if folks want more information just on um, I'm keeping a blog and I'm doing some book talks around Minnesota. Haven't been canceled yet. Um, <laughs> the lie is the website. What about Barnes and Noble? Uh, they haven't contacted me yet, but uh, we'll see. But you did <laughs> we'll say see. Amazon. It's on. Uh, it, it is, is on, on Amazon. Amazon. Yep. Uh, it's I, called "They're Lying: The Media, the Left, and the Death of George Floyd." Liz Collins, C O L L I N. Yes. Uh, just one question for me: As uh, I'm only going to do one of the seven million I'd written down. That's all you get. All right. So you had <laughs> basically we talked about the election in the beginning. In your mind, how different would the results of Tuesday had been had this been 2020 and not 2022? In other words. I, I personally think, and I, I was very, what was the word I was using yesterday? Despondent upon the results. Just basically saying that the voting public in the state of Minnesota seemed to just forget what happened two years ago. What we what we had to live through, whether it was the lockdowns, the words, riots, we whatever. we re-elected the same characters. We re-elected right. the same people that put us in this position two years ago. What's your thought on that? You know, I don't, I wish I, I wish I had a better answer because I've never seen, and you know, I'm, I'm 40. Uh, I've never seen a, a voting public so fired up and ready ready for change and and again i just go back to it people don't have to live like this this doesn't have to be a reality we don't have to have 450 carjackings in minneapolis a year you know before they never even you know kept track of track of that number but i also think the media is quick to and i worked in this environment quick to go on to the next shiny object they don't ever go back and sometimes offer context or tell some of those stories that um you know should have been told um from from the beginning and so it's always on, on to the next thing, on to the next snowstorm, et, et cetera. So I think it kind of helps the public sometimes move on in their in their minds as well. And that's why we do longer term stories, I think, at Alpha or take a take a step back. I'm actually going to the U.S.-Mexico border in a couple of days um, to, to do that as a Minnesota media outlet, because I don't think anybody else is make, making the trip. Wow. What the heck really is going on there? Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, it, it, I'm, I'm working with a lot of people that are more of that mindset if you will that we need we just need a, a better picture and we need to have these conversations instead of just shutting up and moving on to the next uh you know train wreck wow you're aware of the center of the american experiment yes we uh, work with them quite a bit they uh they're the original pushback people in the state yes. of minnesota and they've they're rejoined great. us and i'm so thrilled because they're doing their uh turkey awards where they yes salute <laughs> the uh greatest waste of money in the state of minnesota uh, including the $250 million food fraud. Yeah, I was going to say it has to go there this year, right? Well, there's some good ones, Liz. Uh, they got <laughs> $1.3 to the DNR to, for a program to get kids to go outside. 
You know, here's the door. Wow. Open the door. You're outside now, but we're going to pay $1.3 million for that. And they even came up, the government even came up with uh, twenty grand to promote outrageous home remedies, home remedies for COVID-19. No, we were only told two remedies, mask and vaccine, mm-hmm, right? And mm-hmm. they, but they were paying for that. Mm-hmm. They have a great, uh, great website, uh, AmericanExperiment.org. Uh, great newsletters. They bring in speakers. They, as I say, they started the pushback in the state of Minnesota, and they certainly realize they have their work cut out for them, especially after this election. But you can uh, weigh in on the 2022 Golden Turkey Awards. Just go to American Experiment. Dot org. That was, that was awesome. fun. Guys, oh, well, thank You're you. great. Oh, awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Be happy to come back anytime. Okay. You know, I, unless you guys cancel me too, it's fine. No, oh, we God. don't cancel people. <laughs> oh, we don't. <laughs> okay. I don't. John might cancel me. I don't yeah, know. He, he John, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, from the beginning of the program, John and I do. <laughs> yeah, since the yeah, beginning of the program, we yeah. knew each other. Oh, he, oh you thought you, they meant. John, John, it's funny. I didn't know, uh, you know, how you felt. I've heard the show many a time, many a times. How you felt well, politically? So. I'm glad to hear that because I don't really fall liberally, but I'm more yeah. liberal probably than these guys and all the <laughs> listeners. Not all, half the listeners think you know I'm to the left of uh, Bernie Sanders, just just because <laughs> I espouse things that. But you know, make, as you'll make, learn over time, Liz, what we just like to do is give each other shit. Yeah, and so, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've got that that much. No, I really appreciate you guys having me. Thank, thank you, John. Nice to meet you. Thanks, Liz. Nice up, to meet you. You're parked up front, right? Yep, yep, okay. I can, Why don't you give Liz the yep. secret way out? I will. Oh, the secret Save way. Save her some time. Oh, oh, that. that, 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 that. Oh, you didn't leave anything. I do have my kitchen. giant bag. Wait a minute. You got a coat? A small child. And my coat. Yes. All good. Who do you have on from the center? I haven't heard anybody. It was, that, uh, was it John? John Hinderer. John Hinderer? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah, they're... They're great. We uh, do a lot from them over at Elvis. You're lucky. Elvis got a physical building. Well, I don't really ever go into it. So. Either do well, I. Oh, you do it <laughs> yeah. remotely.
TV certainly makes you look big. Really? Well, she's a very petite woman. Oh. On a TV, I thought she was a a bigger woman. I don't know. She's very petite. Oh. Which is neither here nor there. Yeah. I hadn't given it much thought, I guess. I, I guess I'm not either. I just was, uh, I'm always surprised when I see TV people in person. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Are you not tuned? Oh, I'm tuned. <laughs> I'm tuned. Hey, I thought you quit. What are you talking about? <laughs> I did. <laughs> that annoying if you're trying to tune and I play notes? <laughs> it's the annoying band member. Are you done? John, I just want to do a brief segment before we go to the news. Okay. Are you going to take a break before we go to news or no? Yeah, we'll not see. that not that we'll it matters. See. We can do just a little bit of a longer. Well, I don't want to do a longer show. I'm supposed to write. Shit. <laughs> what are you writing about? I don't know. Uh, you know what I like? What the way guitars smell. <laughs> I like the song that uh, somebody's playing, Dylan. That's Dill. But key and E. Well, let's just do that. Okay. Yeah. Is that Midnight in Harlem? Sort of. Is that Midnight in Harlem? Sounded like it. That was good. She's a very gifted speaker. Um, the three of us need to chat when we're not rolling. Oh, no, in, in a good way. Oh, okay. I just don't want to share something publicly that that. Um, yeah. Okay, we got you. If, we got without you. without the proper authorization. Proper authorization. Um, oh crap! So I can't do that there because that's Josh. I want to do a segment before John. Okay. There it is. Uh, is that Tennessee whiskey? Unfortunately, I had another deep thought about the election. Okay. Let's go here. I only have a uh, eco. Uh, you're gonna start. I know. Okay. Know Sorry, when. I just need a minute because I got to edit. Yeah, just, just tell me when because Dill starts. Did this you one. see what kind of car she's driving? I did not. Oh, I'm not a creep. No, I'm just a car guy. I'm not a wow. creepy either. I just want to know the car. Joe, I'm just giving you crap. Watch the first two episodes of the new season of The Crown last night. Oh, crap. I forgot to you know download what? the great cars and great boats. I forgot to. Really? That's basically what I watch you for is the cars. <laughs> and the broats? And the broats. There was a hacker craft in last night's episode. A uh, hacker craft. Hacker craft. That's an old boat, I take it? Well, yeah. And what's it doing in England? I, I don't know what the... 
the props people needed a wood boat, I guess. All right. I am. Uh, so right. we're going to do one segment and then we're going to go to John. Is that the bit? Yeah, I have a segment I want to do. Word. You ready, bro? Uh, yeah. Johnny? Yes. Three, two, two, one. One. <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. He doesn't have headphones on. <laughs> the uh, you. conclusion we might have reached yesterday, rightly or wrongly, is that one of the reasons we see the elections turn out the way they do is this tremendous push uh, by the left, most principally by the left, to urge more and more and more people to vote. Right. And, and they're succeeding at that and certainly everyone has a right to vote i understand that but the it stands to reason the more people you urge to vote the more likely you are to be also uh corralling some people who have no earthly idea what they're doing but it mm-hmm. becomes rather festive and it's part and and you're seeing sports celebrities advertising it and you know gino what's the seattle quarterback gino name? smith gino, gino smith, smith comes down and says you got to get to the polls and everybody does and they don't know what they're doing but i had a new thought but their heart might be in the right place. I, I guess. For such a thing. I guess. But I, I had. A, but urban America will not change. It's. I, I don't see it. A change. It will require a sea change, and I just don't see it uh, for these very reasons. But I thought of something else. It's a bit troubling. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. Uh, I saw a news. I, I think it might have been Channel Four. Give it would, given what Liz Collins just told us, it would not surprise me at all, at all if it was Channel 4. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It might have been 5 or 11, but I think it was 4. And they were doing a little bright, a little celebratory piece on uh, somebody named Lee Finky. Are you aware of this? No. No. Uh, in fact, go get my briefcase for me, please. I, I need to look up something in there. Lee Finky is uh got elected to the house of representatives and she of course is the first she's the first oh never mind it's in my it's in a drawer under the printer i'm looking for my legislative guide uh lee finke is the first transgender lawmaker uh into office in the state Mm -hmm. and uh he or she has pink hair and uh you know, I guess you get to yeah. wear your hair any color you want. And God bless Lee. Uh, District 62 is what I was after. So let me just uh, real quickly find that. I don't know where this he, is. She is actually in 66A, according to what I'm seeing. I'm pardoning? She's 66 in 66A. I'm sorry, 66A. Yeah. 66A is, uh, where the hell is it? That's St. Paul. Oh. Yeah, 66A. Maybe you voted for her. No. Uh, 66A is the east side. Or no, it's the Como area. 
It's the okay. Como area. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Between Como and Lake Phelan, for example. Uh, okay. And and this this uh, trans won the race. And it, it, it occurred to me that when she was being talked to by the reporter, uh, we've reached the point where so many uninvested people by uninvested i mean in the in the larger civic wellness of an urban area we've reached the point where people are getting elected and they're using the legislature to address their personal grievances oh yeah it was never intended to be a body to accommodate personal grievances it was intended to be a body of lawmakers who were addressing everyone uh, and all I heard uh, when this person was being interviewed was uh, the the pride in being able to to now address trans issues. Well, well, that's great, but that on my list, uh, Lee, uh, that's about four hundred and eightieth on my list of priorities. You're not supposed to go there worried only about trans issues. Uh, I'm. I'm uh, she will replace Alice Hoss Hossman. Are you sure it's 66A? 66A is what I'm looking at, Joe. She ran against Tracy Yeah, you're Johnson. right. You're right. You're yep. right. 66A, Minnesota House of Representatives. Well, what did you think? It was but outstate listen to Minnesota? What, listen to what Finky ran on. Abortion. Sure. Uh, mental health in schools. Okay. I've warned you to be careful yeah. of the mental yeah. health movement. And... LGBTQ issues. Oh, yeah. That's that's not a that's you're bringing nothing to the table. So Lee, what, you're bringing nothing to the table for the common good. I thought you people were all about the common good, the collectiveness. This has nothing to do with civic wellness. Nothing. This has to do with your personal concerns. And, and why? Uh, well, but also. Doesn't it also say, suggest that it's just the basic bud, buzzwords that are going to get her elected to office, essentially? On, uh, on Wednesday morning, Finky turned to Twitter to address the victory. Many stories will be written about Minnesota's election, she said uh, in a tweet, quoting the Victory Fund. I don't know. Under, I don't know what that is. One un, one undeniable story is the rise of queen of queer political power. Okay, fine, but that has nothing to do with paying taxes and sending kids to school and working. And <laughs> what does this have to do with anything? Yeah, nothing. When you go to ballot, uh, I don't know if you've ever done this, Joe. Ballotpedia. Yes, I have. Uh, and she answers the questions. Yeah, uh, they all concern LGB. Well, but that's what's movie. happening. It, yeah. See, that's what's happening the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. And it's happening for this reason. The people who form these constituencies don't have a vested interest in in mm -hmm. life as maybe a GLer would know it. Yeah. Jobs, the economy, uh, home ownership, property taxes, Inflation. Uh, meaningful employment, entrepreneurship, competitiveness. Uh, gas prices, none of that is in their in their purview. They're only worried about that which affects them as a special interest group. Mm -hmm. They're only worried about that which affects them by their identity. You're useless to me, Lee Finky. You might be a hell of a human being. I'm not seeing that. But you offer me nothing. 
You just, bring nothing to the table. Just to make you feel better. Yeah. Uh, Lee won with 81.1% of the vote. 81.1% to Trace Johnson's 185 Do you have the vote total? Just yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, Lee Finke, 15,635. <laughs> Trace Johnson, 3,569. Oh, the Victory Fund is an organization that works to increase the wow. number of openly LGBTQ elected officials at all levels of government. Well, we're seeing it in the Minneapolis City Council has trans members. It's it's these the I used to think I wonder why politics is a refuge for uh, such uh, gender disruptions, and I I've I've now stumbled across my answer based on what we've stumbled across yesterday. The people voting the likes of Lee Finky into office don't care anything about what I care about. They care only about. What affects them personally? So thus does the legislature or a city council slowly become the medium by which personal grievances are addressed. So we're sending people to office who are there for only one reason, to affirm their individuality as a special interest group. Well, that's no way to run a country. Right. Yeah. And Earl Weaver's only here for one reason. That's right. Just one reason. <laughs> According to its website, Victory Fund has helped elect thousands of LGBTQ candidates since 1991. Lee made history tonight because she is ready to disrupt the status quo. What is the status quo? What is the status quo? Well, it depends on who you ask, in all seriousness. She's ready to discuss... To disrupt the status quo and fight for real change on behalf of her community. That's not, that's, that's not why you're <laughs> supposed to be there, but that's, it goes with what you're saying, Joe. Bleep you, Lee. We, we have acquiesced public office to people just like this. They do think that that's a chief concern among many people. Anise Parker. The, and again, Lee, you might be a great person. What I'm what I'm bleeping is the idea that you you can't even pretend to represent me. You can't pretend to represent anybody except LGBTQ people. Lee made history tonight because she is ready to disrupt the status quo and fight for real change on behalf of her community. Anise Parker the president and CEO of Victory Fund said, from safeguarding abortion, well, as Kelsey noted, we have women in this country who would rather kill their babies than feed them. From safeguarding abortion rights to addressing societal inequities, she has become, she has a vision for the future that voters are clearly enthusiastic about. I'm not, although I didn't vote for you, you're not in my district. Her win is a clear and deafening rebuke to the transphobia currently sweeping our communities and her success will inspire the trans people to step up and run. I have no transphobia, but I also have no reason to believe that Lee Finky has anything to offer. In other words, I'm all for Lee Finky if, if she's, if she's the best candidate. Yeah. John, look up her opponent. Who was that person? Trace Johnson. Would you Is like to look up his? Female? That's a male. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a young man. Yeah. I'll see if I can find some Balladopedia from Trace. That, um, hmm. 
Go ahead. What, what you what you're really saying, uh, Anne oh. Anish Parker, <laughs> pr- president and CEO of Victory Fund, is what you're really saying is we need more legislators to safeguard our issues. The hell with the rest of you, John. Based upon your reaction alone, can I can I offer up a, su- a suggestion as to what you're about to read? Sure. Yeah. This falls in line with Joe's theory of. In 15 years, we're going to be praying for someone like Jacob Fry, isn't it? Based upon who this person defeated. Yeah, Trace Johnson is perfect. He'd be a GL candidate from the start because in his Ballotopedia, it said, please list the three key messages of your campaign, main points you want voters to remember. Uh, Fight inflation, reduce taxes and fix the economy. Yep. Yep. Rebuild public safety and hold criminals accountable. Yep. Establish excellent schools and empower parents. It's a little different message than what I saw on Lee's page. Unbelievable. And, and this guy got 3,000 votes. And she got, eight, got 81% of the votes. Yeah, he got 18%. There you have it, people. I mean, there's your answer to what's going on. We have too many stupid people voting. That's our problem. You have too many uninvested people. Yes. This Trace Johnson sounds like he's invested. You're charitable, but I'm going to say stupid. No, I, 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 in a desperate, attempt to find something positive about Lee Finky. I, I tried to find out what he or she has done for a living, apparently as an independent filmmaker. Yeah. Uh, and I, and all her films are, if there's many have had to do with race and, and, Religion or something. Um, homemaker. She's a filmmaker. God, that's my, I thought about that's weird. I was thinking about that cut this morning. It's my favorite cut ever. Uh, she's worked um, as a maker, a multimedia producer for the ACLU. So there you go. That's kind of okay. Well, uh, okay. Hey, how are you? And again, God homemaker. bless you. Uh, I mean, you know, ill will as a trans person. I'm not transphobic. But, I'm just uh, desperately wishing that you were uh, of an actual candidate. And if you wanted to be an activist independent of public office, that's completely fine. Do you know what I'm saying? If, if you want to act on behalf of the LGBTQ community, that's great. Do, yeah. do as much advocating as you want. Your, but in trans- public office- your transgenderism means nothing more to this state than me collecting British cars. Right. Yeah. Or yep. we it's that simple. And, and here's the problem for me. People will hear you and say, Oh, that Joe, he's so transphobic. Mm-hmm. No, because if you no. took Lee and you took Trace and switched what they believe in and what they fight for, you'd be then happy be of, for Lee. You'd be happy to vote for Lee, transgender Absolutely. or not. Absolutely. See, and and but that's not what you'll be you'll be painted with a brush that says you're transphobic. But Lee, you bring nothing to the public soapbox you bring nothing mm-hmm. to public discourse you bring nothing to the public marketplace of ideas you only bring bring your personal identity which you apparently have uh, 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 decided to become a woman fine but you're not a political candidate yeah. you can do nothing for the state of minnesota nothing yeah I do have one question. If we can go back to the beginning of this segment, but there's your answer for yesterday and today. There's your there's what's happening. The closer you get to the tallest buildings, too many, too many people without any investment in civic well-being are the constituents for candidates who are only too happy to reflect that. Okay. Yes. My Jeff? question may not be relevant anymore. Then uh, at the beginning, you said. 
you know, you have people out there like football players, et cetera, begging you to vote. Yeah. At the time you said it, I took that to mean you're assuming they're begging you to vote liberal. Why, why would we assume that? I guess is what I'm well, in, curious because about. the conservative movement, as I understand it, has never had a desperate campaign to urge people to vote. I don't care one way or the other. Possibly the opposite, but I shouldn't say that. <laughs> well, one way or the other, the there is a movement to get people to vote. Yes, I agree. I, agree. I don't care what you are. Just, what that yeah. has resulted in is this. John, and I, here's why I will agree with what Joe said, because you mm -hmm. remember a couple of years ago, and this kind of fits in with what we were talking about with Liz Collin. Sure. There was the whole social justice movement and getting right. a lot of professional athletes right. to get out and vote. And obviously you didn't need to be a brain surgeon to figure out what that was in regards to. Well, right? it was in regards to Kaepernick and then Trump calling NFL players sons of bitches. Well, that's, I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So that a lot of people, myself included, just inherently think that that's the same message. Okay. 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 If, uh, let's say, uh, Bosa asked people to vote. You know, you know what I'm saying? Bosa, because he's a well-known conservative and, oh, sorry. you know, okay. yeah, defensive line, has he? San Francisco, uh, online, but never, I've never seen an ad with him. I don't know. Maybe they wouldn't I'm, ask I'm, him. I'm, I'm, I'm despite your caterwauling, I'm, uh, <laughs> wow. Terribly comfortable in saying that the push to vote movement comes from the left. Okay. Well, I agree. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Hmm. Why don't we, uh. Why don't I look that word up first? I'm, I've never heard I, that. I'm just wondering why that would be a problem. That's my problem. Uh, why it would problem be a problem? Because you get Lee people. Finky serving in legislators. Well, in but the other side could say the same thing about the people who are going out to vote, for God's sake, considering, who's, considering who's running for each side. I mean, I, there's people, gee, I wish they wouldn't vote too if they're voting for John, the, uh, Lauren Boebert. No, uh, the, John, in, uh, yes. uh, keep your thinking to uh, strictly urban America. Uh, there's no uh, there's no conservatives representing urban America. But, okay, if, well then people in rural America aren't seeing the football players' ads? Uh, I'm confused. Yeah, but they're, uh, they're, they have a vested interest in life. They have farms, they have crops to bring in, they have kids they're taking to school. They're, if they go to vote, they're going because they're informed. Well, okay. Yeah, it better be okay because it's Caterwall. okay. Well, it's not okay, but that's all right. It is okay. It is okay. You're just telling me I'm wrong. With this communist news <laughs> I looked it up. Caterwall. Yeah, Caterwall. you know, I thought okay. the last segment I actually reformed. Mike, what everybody thinks. Now I ruined it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> hey, what does this button do? <laughs> That's an old KQ sub, Mike. Hey, what's this button, button do? do? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you think Lee Finky gives a shit what gas costs? Nope. No. Do you think Lee Finky gives a shit what her property taxes are? You're assuming she has them. Assuming there's property. Because I got some. Do you think she gives a shit about the health of a 401k in the event she, well, if she has one, she might care about the health of it. But I doubt that if she If the has ACLU one. gave her one? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. What is today? Misery day. It's Thursday, yeah. right? Yeah. Thursday the 10th, yeah. We're going to play in a minute. You play? You play? Hey, you play? Why is my mail not up? 
the hell? God, I wish they would leave us alone. I know. I got two more since we've been talking what I told you about. What? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. 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 Okay. What are you trying Don't to do. tell me? Nothing. Or, I'll tell you after the show. Yeah. I'll tell you after the show, Joe. Can I just send a text really quick? Oh, that, that, you're cheating the town council members. No, I'm actually doing the town council members a service by oh. not saying anything. Let's do the complete seven-minute version of Jessica. Hard pass on that. No? Not so much. I'm sending a text to Well, I used to know it. I used to know that. Like, Here's another national story. Midterms full of firsts for female, black, LGBTQ candidates. Okay. That's not helping the country. It might be helping that movement, but it doesn't do anything for the country. Right. Uh, what do you have left, Joe? You've got uh, eco, eco fun, eco. That's beak, beco, isn't it? Not eco. Oh, John, Beagle. sir, can you can you do Rivertown before your news for me please? today? Yes, yeah. certainly. Yeah, let me go. So let's go here. Okay, Joe. John's going to do an ad before oh. news, so do eco at the end of this. We'll just do the thing we're going to do. Got her. Right. Okay. All right, ready. Sure, I got to move the mic so we can see Dylan. Hey, did you like my Larry YouTube video? Yeah, that was funny. We both giggled when we heard it. That was funny. All three heights, Dylan, John, and Larry. Yeah, but you know what my wife said? What? Oh, why didn't you let him down? Oh, so I got you in trouble? <laughs> Sorry, Johnny. Sorry. All right, rolling in three, two, one. Here's uh, here's John Hyden in his newsroom. <laughs> One moment, please, while I put my guitar fine. I'll on. read an email from Bert. Here's a snapshot. Here's a snapshot of what's wrong with the Republican Party. In an effort to keep up with the Democrats, who are fond of introducing many firsts, they have produced such candidates as Herschel Walker, who would be the first African-American male U.S. senator with violence-induced brain damage. I also would suggest that Democrats get down on their knees and thank whatever God they worship for Donald Trump. Were I a lefty, I would try to keep him as visible as possible. I'm right of center, but it makes me flinch left, Bert. Yeah, well, that psychopath has got to go away or the Republicans no longer will exist. And they barely exist now. Um, well, yeah. I don't I, care. I, I, no, no, no. I, I I agree with you. And I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if there's something greater at play. Because well, I'm the tinfoil hat guy, yeah, but that's well, fine. Well, here's John. Right. 
Thank you, Joe. Uh, This news brought to you by Rivertown Medical Center. If you are suffering from pain, numbness, and tingling in your hands and feet, you might be suffering from peripheral neuropathy. Your doctor probably told you you just got to live with it, not much you can do, or prescribe some drugs that don't provide a lot of relief. Well, Dr. Dan and Rivertown Medical Center in Stillwater can help you out. Neuropathy, if you're not sure what it's caused by, it's caused by damage to the nerves caused by a lack of blood flow that causes the nerves to begin to die off. Now, they use regenerative medicine and regenerative cell therapy at Rivertown Medical Center, and it can provide relief if you haven't sustained 85% nerve damage. Find out more to get a free neuropathy scan. Attend a free seminar this Saturday at Best Western Plus at 10580 Baltimore Street in Blaine. You're also welcome to bring a friend to the seminar. Both can get your free neuropathy scans. Call 651-661-4311. Leave your name and cell number. You'll automatically get a text reservation for the seminar at Best Western Plus, 10580 Baltimore Street Northeast in Blaine, 651-661-4311. Dr. Dan and his crew can help you get relief from the pain of neuropathy with his breakthrough treatment from the Rivertown Medical Center in Stillwater. In the news, A new report released today indicates abnormally dry conditions have expanded in Minnesota. According to the new report from the U.S. Drought Monitor, conditions in the state range from no drought, abnormally dry, to extreme drought. Specifically, nearly 85% of Minnesota is experiencing conditions that are abnormally dry. Roughly 22% of the state is in a severe drought compared with 20% last week, and 7% is now in extreme drought compared to 65 last week. According to the Drought Monitor report, dry conditions, which have been mounting since the fall season, continue to dominate the upper Midwest. Looking ahead, a winter storm in the next week is expected to cross the northern plains into the upper Midwest, bringing with it some significant uh, snowfall. Speaking of that, I uh, just got a text while we're doing the show from my brother. They Uh-oh. are right now up to nine and a half inches of snow oh. in Bismarck, and they are expecting up to eight more inches before it's all over. Is this the heart attack stuff too, because it's so heavy? It's 30 or 28 degrees, I think, something like that. Oh, in Bismarck. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's got to be fairly, fairly yucky. So- you're writing something down and now you're making me nervous. So you're either going to bring up something profound or I'm going to get yelled at when we're done doing the show. Uh, Which one is it? We both get yelled at or he's just ignoring us completely. One of the I two. think he is. Go ahead. <laughs> well, you're writing something down, which means I'm going to get yelled at or, or I'm, or you're thinking of something. Uh, it's not okay. to be read. Gotcha. Governor Tim Walz has ordered all flags to be flown at half-staff in honor of a Hopkins assistant fire chief who died last week. James Scanlon died Friday after going into cardiac arrest the day before <laughs> because uh, he responded. So we're not laughing to, at the story. We, we, no, we were not. Yeah. Because he responded to a fire call earlier Thursday as death was considered in the line of duty. He previously had worked for the Hopkins Police Department and was a dispatch supervisor for Bloomington huh? Police. So... Do you want to bring up what you and I chatted about briefly before what? we started doing the show? Because uh, we, we were just mentioning former President Trump. What about him? I wonder how many people have the same viewpoint that I do. What's that? Where based upon what happened on Tuesday, some people are starting to turn even more. My God, I hope so. I hope that people realize this is a psycho. He's not, he's not, a, he's not, he's not human. But I, I'm wondering, eyes being open more, you know, yes, seeing what the people, ramifications yes. are. Yes, people are opening picture. their eyes. Okay. Yeah. Here's a weird way to get caught if you're doing something that's not legal. The Star Tribune reporting a Maplewood man has admitted to possessing homemade pipe bombs oh, that were man. in in pictures on a cell phone that he 
inadvertently left behind at a Minneapolis strip club. The oh, that's where you're going to leave one. <laughs> you, you know what you can do? You can put that in the old loose leaf binder. Never <laughs> yeah. done that. 27-year-old Dylan Orr pleaded guilty in U.S. District Court to possession of an unregistered destructive device in connection with federal agents confiscating the devices on April 28th from his home in the 1200 block of Bobcat Lane. Orr remains in federal custody in the Sherburne County Jail awaiting sentencing. The plea agreement says the federal guidelines recommend a prison sentence of two to two and a half years. However, federal judges have wide discretion and are not bound by those guidelines or his attorney, Robert Lengeling, said Thursday his client accepts responsibility for his mistakes. Neither the criminal complaint nor any subsequent public filings in the case point to a particular motive for him having the pipe bombs. Lengeling declined to elaborate other than to say this does not appear to be a politically motivated situation. Target, based here in the Twin Cities, of course, says it plans to build a larger format store. And that's how their stores will be in the next few years. Uh, they will span nearly 150,000 square feet. That's 20,000 square feet bigger than what their stores are now. Wait a minute. How could you get any bigger than a Target Super? <laughs> don't, they, aren't they have, don't they have super stores? That's what they I thought. They do, yes. This is going to be bigger than a super store? A bigger mega than a, super store. Bigger a than a super store. store. And here's what's going to happen in those new stores. They'll offer customers more merchandise options, including an expanded grocery area, and provide five times the amount of backroom fulfillment space. They'll also offer larger windows. Uh, to me, that was the odd part of the story. I, I suppose in front of the store where you look out, I don't know. Larger windows, revamped employee spaces, more local products, and more open layout with natural you know, elements. Because that's what I've always wondered when I'm pushing the cart down the old grocery aisle. Damn, I have a terrible view inside this Target. I wish they'd have a bigger window. Well, I like windows. <laughs> They'll add What's natural. the last time you were inside a Target? Been a while. <laughs> <laughs> They'll add uh, natural elements also like plants oh, yeah. and reclaimed wood. I love the people that there's... 25 deep waiting for a cup of coffee at, you know, a Starbucks or whatever's inside a Target. And I'm thinking, you came to Target to, and you're going to wait for 45 minutes for a cup of coffee? Yeah. I like just... coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Like windows. Like to drink the coffee looking out, Look a window. out the window. Pushing your cart down a Target aisle. No, forget the cart. Just give me the coffee in a window. What's he doing over there? Hey, he's looking out the window. Out the window. Stocks surging this morning after October's reading of consumer prices raised hopes that inflation has peaked. The Dow Jones jumped 820 points in early morning trading, or 2.5%. The S&P was up 4%. The NASDAQ up 5.5%. The Consumer Price Index, a broad-based measure of goods and services, rose just 0.4% for the month and 77 from a year ago. That's its lowest annual increase since January. Economists were expecting bigger increases According to Dow Jones, excluding food and energy costs, so-called core CPI increased only 0.3% for the month. And the experts say this is all good news. A lot of economists have warned that in continuing to tighten credit, the central bank is likely to cause a recession by next year. So they're hoping this means that no more credit will be tightened by the Fed's. You will get an extended report on that very subject with ah. Mr. Money Talk at the conclusion of the broadcast. Ukraine urged caution about Russia's announced withdrawal from the southern city of Kyrgyzstan as its forces advanced slowly toward the city, and U.S. officials estimated 100,000 troops on each side had been killed or wounded since the war began. 
Russia said on Wednesday it was pulling troops from Kyrgyzstan and surrounding areas, but officials in Kyiv have warned that the Russian claim could be a way of luring Ukrainian soldiers into a bloody fight for the city, where signs suggest Russia still has a sizable contingent of forces and has booby-trapped key objects of infrastructure to slow Ukraine's advance. Bill Stein weighs in, we the people of greater Minnesota, after decades of being jerked around, hereby declare our independence from the Twin Cities of <laughs> Minneapolis and St. Paul to form, a new, to form a new Minnesota with its capital located in the new Twin Cities of Brainerd Baxter. We reserve the right to maintain the name Minnesota. We suggest the new state of Minneapolis-St. Paul be called New Euphoria. If the Congress of the U.S. will not let us maintain our name, we will be known as East Dakota. Ah, All right. East okay. Dakota. Huh. Have you guys seen, speaking of Brainerd, uh, the, uh, it's gone viral now, the picture of the gigantic snapping turtle? Yes. Oh big, my uh, God. It's a big turtle. Yeah. I, the, uh, I didn't realize they had claws. Oh, yeah. Did you, you see those what? things? You can You've never them. known that? Oh, well, you can get I them. Guess not. I, I don't yeah. know. That thing was huge. Well, okay. Then let's ask the question. Where did it come from? Up from the river. Oh. <laughs> Mississippi goes right through Brainerd. The White House said President right like Biden. This. Right I gotta go, just, guys. Just I'm going to get up to Brainerd. <laughs> <laughs> the White House said President Biden planning his first face-to-face meeting with Chinese leader Xi Jinping since taking office as distrust and tensions between the powers run high after renewed disputes over Taiwan and U.S. technology controls. The two are to meet Monday in Bali, Indonesia. Talk about efforts to maintain communication, responsibly manage competition, and work together where our interests align, according to the White House on Thursday morning. You know, John, at at that very press conference, you know, he was uh, given a list of questions he was supposed to be asked. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I've been given a list of 10 people that I'm supposed to call on. And you're all supposed to ask me one question, but I'm sure you'll ask me more. And uh, so let me start off with a list I've been given. Um, uh, Zeke Miller, associate. So he's he's maybe he wasn't supposed to announce that he had a I, I list. think he said the quiet part out yeah. loud. Yeah. Um, where he's got the list of people he's supposed to call on. I, I pray to God that he survive his health survives to complete his term. Uh, because I, I, I understand. I, yes, I couldn't uh, take Kamala Harris. I just really would have a problem. All right, with that. serious question then. Yeah, what what's their plan? Well, just to get him through the next two years. But they got to start. Th- they've already had to start thinking well, about this now. He can't run again. He can't. He they might claim that he intends to, to, but he won't. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> well, what if they say, Mr. President, do you plan on running again? And he says, Run from what? A Fetterman could be a good candidate, I think. (laughs) Uh, The president actually said, Chris, uh, in the last couple of days, he hinted he may make an announcement soon. So So did the psychopath. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, Speaking of Governor Walls, maybe Governor Walls might. He's done such a top drawer job here. Is that audio from DeSantis worth playing? Oh, it's really long. Oh, it's about but but it, it is good. You know what I'll do? I'll post it as a link on the show. You know what DeSantis must do? Never mention Trump's name. Just never mention it. DeSantis is actually sane and would be a leader of a Republican Party that could at least be understandable. But these... uh, How shocking is what happened in Florida? 
shocking. Not at all. I didn't think so either. Not but but there are a lot of people that are painting it as pretty shocking. I don't think it's shocking at all. No, yeah, I don't either. Say tonight, uh, uh, this is apropos of nothing. Tonight, I what is this uh, Thursday night football game? Oh, it's awful. It's Carolina and no, uh, it's but somebody at Carolina. Yeah. Okay. Hurricane. Oh, I didn't even think of that. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Who's the matchup? Don't give a damn. I don't care, man. There's a hurricane. (laughs) I think it's Cleveland at Charlotte. It's uh, Atlanta. Atlanta Atlanta. at uh, whatever they're called. Panthers. Carolina. But the storm path is right through that stadium. Will they play? I don't know. That's a great question. Hmm. Huh. I do. I always forget that you don't give a damn about the game. You're oh, only God, tuning no. in give for me, weather. Give me wind, rain, and blizzards. <laughs> uh, speaking of politics, last night's disappointing. Last night, Tuesday night's disappointing results for the GOP are raising new questions. I think Chris already brought them up about former President Donald Trump's appeal, and the future of a party that has fully embraced him, while at the same time giving new momentum to his most potent potential rival. Some Trump allies are calling on Trump to delay his planned announcement next week, saying the party's full focus needs to be on Georgia, where Trump backed Herschel Walker's effort to unseat Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock is headed to a runoff that could once again determine the control of the Senate. Former Trump advisor Jason Miller spent the night with Trump at his Mar-a-Lago club in Florida and said, I advised him that he move his announcement until after the Georgia runoff. He added, Georgia needs to be the focus of every Republican in the country right now. A blood test detecting Alzheimer's years before symptoms show is moving closer, according to a new study. I don't want to take that. You don't want to know? I don't want to know. Follows a breakthrough and ident- can do something about it. Yeah, well, that's kind of their plan. It follows a breakthrough in identifying chemicals linked to mild cognitive impairment, an early sign of Alzheimer's, and testing for them could lead to patients having drugs or lifestyle changes prescribed earlier. The latest discovery is from tests that identified two rogue proteins in the brains of those with the mild cognitive impairment. It's a transitional stage between normal aging and dementia leading to minor memory lapses that sometimes become more serious. The proteins show up in plasma, the yellowish liquid that carries blood cells around the body. It means those biomarkers might be spotted with a simple blood test rather than other invasive and costly techniques. Researcher Professor Bin Zhu of Central University in North Carolina said, Our work provides a new avenue for developing diagnosis and differentiation tools for Alzheimer's that, he said, could help clinicians intervene early. Um, Former President Trump was asked the other day um, about the various endorsements that he had handed out across the country to certain candidates and what he thought about um, the results of those particular candidates. Well, I think if they win, I should get all the credit. And if they lose, I should not be blamed at all. Okay. But it'll probably be just the opposite. Uh, He's a sociopathic psycho. Mr. President, um, how should I feel about my fantasy football roster? Well, I think if they win, I should get all the credit. (laughs) And if they lose, I should not be blamed at all. I agree completely. You love that guy, and, and you, you can and and you GLers who are frustrated with me, you you can buy that, huh? You can get behind that kind of moron. He's his brain stopped when he was seven. I don't know what disturbed childhood he had, but it wasn't a good one. 
Um, Mr. President, if I ask a lot of great questions during an interview on Garage Logic and our ratings go through the roof, what do you think that, that will happen as a result of that? Well, I think if they win, I should get all the credit. And if they lose, I should not be blamed at all. Okay. I'm saving this one. I'd like to point out to the GLers that me, I, John Height, the news guy, had nothing to do with any of this. So there. Take that. I'm confident that GLers are starting to see the light I with got, this guy. I, the, the reason I asked that is I got a really great email from a GLer that I've not sparred with, but conversed with over mm-hmm. the course of the years that I think has finally seen the light. Look, this, I have too. this guy is going to, this guy is ruinous, mm-hmm. ruinous. And any chance at all for a Republican Party, however newly it will have to be invented and constructed, cannot exist with this this psychopath lingering over it. But I think I get it. The people that are still clinging to it, I think I get why, though. In all in all seriousness, it's because he still, to those people, represents the anti-establishment. And, and, and I think a lot of people are starving for that, no, myself I under, included. I understand I that. Lifelong I understand politicians. That. Yeah. You know what I mean? I understand that. Uh, but uh, but we're talking about a mental illness. We're talking about a mentally flawed guy, a disturbed guy. He's not going to be helpful. Just when it seemed the high-flying art market couldn't soar any higher, paintings and sculptures from the collection of Microsoft co-founder Paul Allen hit the $1.5 billion mark at Christie's New York on Wednesday night, making it the biggest sale ever in auction history. The first of two Allen sales, it shattered a six-month-old record of $922 million. That was set at Sotheby's for art from Harry and Linda Macklow. Uh, they uh, they were spouses, and they were fighting a lot, and they got divorced. They sold their entire art collection for the $922 million. The auction of the art of Allen, who died back in 2018, generated a new level of excitement not typically seen in the often jaded art world. A lot of very important art collectors who... Uh, I could give you their names, but I've never heard of them, and I don't suppose many people have, were there for all of this. The sale hit $1 billion at Lot 32, a selling of Alberto Giancomete's graceful standing nude called Femme de Venise 3, which sold for $25 million on an estimate of 15 to 20 million. That development, however, was not announced by the auctioneer at the time. Those in the room were unaware that the art market had just made history. Uh, by the time everything was all done, it was all worth $1.5 billion just in day one. I think wow. if I was a billionaire, I'd, I'd have some art. <clears throat> think so? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Where would you put it? What would you get? Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. You Pictures know, of parks. Yeah. Wildlife. You, Stuff like that. You, I'm going to guess you would have no art that you couldn't actually look at and say there's a house or there's a tree or there's a river, right? No, you would, all my you, art would be yep. identifiable. Yep, yep. I understand. None of this clocks with eyeballs coming out of it. And, <laughs> you know. Johnny, thank you. You're welcome. I want to tell you, uh, uh, Tim, I'm waiting, and uh, I, 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 if I'm last, that's fine because he's busy. EcoFun Motorsports, storing motorcycles, scooters, electric bikes for the winter at two locations. Uh, the Forest Lake EcoFun Motorsports is uh, brand new this summer, immediately west of Interstate 35E on 97. You can't miss it. They've got the uh, golf carts, the scooters, the bikes, the uh, 
uh, youth recreational equipment, helmet, apparel, great people. The store that opened this summer in Burnsville on the Garage Logic Service Road of Life near what, County Road 42 and 35? Mm-hmm. It's uh, literally right off the freeway. 35, uh, that would be 35W over right, there, right? right. And uh, I got I, I know the date in mind for my purchase of the Crossfire 200 golf cart. You do? I, I, the date in mind. I think around Thanksgiving week, if Tim still has time to store it. Okay. Huh. Uh, and he's going to pick That's up That's for my... the staff, right? So I can borrow it for, you know, like 4th of July <laughs> week, things like that. No, no, I would not let, no one can touch it. Okay. No one can touch it. I'm gonna, well, yeah, you could, because I'm going to get the dump box and then dump you out somewhere <laughs> as we go tearing through the woods. Uh, this is EcoFun Motorsports. Uh, those Bintelli e-bikes, of course, the scooters that turn urban air and into adventures. Winter storage, if you buy now, I think they'll keep it for you over the winter, and that really frees up your garage space. And then you have that great new toy to look forward to in the spring. Find out much more at EcoFunMotorsports.com. You writing today, bro? Oh, I'm supposed to, but I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling that I'm not going to. I've written about six in a row. I can take a day off. Hmm. I mean, I'm like Liz Collin. Uh, you know, whatever I say gets shunned anyway. Isn't that more reason to keep going? Yeah. Firemen can't go home till the fire's out. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I've never heard that. Before. What were you trying to tell me? Or do we have to wait till we're off the air? I don't remember. Apparently, we have to wait. Oh, <laughs> you're like my kid. Okay, now don't tell mom. Okay, all right. Hey, mom, you know what yeah. I'm not supposed to tell you? Kids, kids are good for that. William's getting better because, well, he's 11 now, but good Lord. I don't trust him. If I tell Leland anything, it's going to be broad. No, you don't trust those people. Oh. You just, yeah. You can't trust him. Nice thing at uh, the age of 27, I can say to Dill, hopefully Lori never listens to this, I can say, <laughs> uh, don't tell mom, but. But. <laughs> oh, speaking of the devil, I wonder if he's coming down. Speak of the devil. Um, I'll just do that one tomorrow. Okay, so Johnny's good for this week. John, do you know when they're... Oh, Rivertown's done next week. Is they that... were supposed to be, but now they've extended. What's the word? Oh, hence the conversation we had about them at the beginning of the show. Yep. Yeah, gotcha. they're gonna they're okay. gonna go into December now. So what should we do, Dill? John, uh, Dylan about a, a, ba- a like group. That. You're going to ask Dylan about a group. What group? Dang it. I, I thought I had it saved on my YouTube channel. Shoot. I'll just Shoot. text him. I can't remember off the top of my head. He's probably going to text at some point about a band. He can't remember who right. it was. 
I got a kid older than Liz Collins. Sounds good. You got a ki- yeah, you do. That's right. I'm despondent. Uh. Invisible. <laughs> Just completely invisible. Um, shoot, I can't find it, Johnny. I'm sorry. Oh, hmm? another question I was going to ask him. Uh, okay, never mind. Another question you're going to ask yeah, who? No one. But I'll just text him later. Eat? No one oh. cares, <laughs> including Dylan. <laughs> <clears throat> we ready? I think so. I'm not sure what key this is in, but we're going to go anyway. Go with E. I'm a big fan of E. Yeah, A maybe. Huh? I wonder if Rook's getting hit by this weather. Oh, good point. I don't think so. The Dominican Republic might be considerably south of this movement. Well, isn't it hitting just south of Jacksonville? The Dominican Republic is down in the ocean down there. I'm I'm aware of that. I'm saying, (laughs) is it the storm hitting just south of Jacksonville? Uh, That's what I thought I saw this morning. It came came ashore uh, in the... uh, in that area, in that general vicinity, no, in the vicinity of uh, what's the town I'm thinking of? Uh, Jacksonville. No, the, the Dodgers used to train there. What Bradenton? am I thinking of? Bradenton Vero, area, Vero I think Beach. down there, Vero Beach. Wait, the Dodgers used to be in Florida. Yep. Huh. Well, they used to be in Brooklyn, son. Oh, good point. That's right. And the Giants—they used to be in New York. That's right. Yep. That's featured in that Mets 30 for 30, John. The Dodgers and the Giants being in New York. It's supposed to be an excellent Willie Mays thing on HBO, too. Documentary. No! Shut yeah. your mouth. Oh, yeah. I saw the uh, What's it previews. Called? I saw the previews for it. What's uh, it called? called Willie Mays. I think it's something. called Say Hey, Willie. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Joe's right. Say Hey. It's supposed to be really good. Say Hey, Willie. That was really cool. Remember when Royce, you got to oh. go out and do the piece on him before the All-Star game? Sure. I've done yes. I did a piece on Willie. You did? Oh, yeah. When? Hey, back then. Pat, uh, Pat got uh, – my, my middle brother has always been a Giants fan because of Willie Mays when he was growing up. Sure. Pat got his autograph. for Oh, cool. For Tim when he was there. I got DiMaggio's autograph. He, no, it was I, Roof. Roof. <laughs> I heard DiMaggio's autograph. What a bunch of idiots. What a bunch of Speaking of that. I heard something, and of course, whenever there's a giant conspiracy theory, I just like to run with it. Yeah, I know. I've never, and I've never heard this before because I'm not as old as you guys, and I didn't mean that as an insult. I meant, no, I just meant I didn't. I wasn't aware of this. Is there really a conspiracy regarding the death of Marilyn Monroe that a lot of people think she was murdered? Well, Jesus Christ, have you heard about the Lindbergh kidnapping? Thank you, Joe. Asking, it's been a controversy for fifty years. Well, she just, she OD'd, right? Well, we don't know. Well, she did, but there's been conspiracy theories, yes, forever. Because she just had too much info? Because well, she was because John she was, F. Kennedy's paramour. She was screwing, pardon the word still, both Robert and John from... Uh, That's gross. Well, I don't think at the same time, if that makes you feel better. Uh, and DiMaggio at the and same DiMaggio. time? And DiMaggio. Well, I think they were divorced already then. Oh. And the the Rat Pack wasn't she tossed around the Rat Pack? I don't know. Well, they all loved her. I mean, all the actors that worked with her said she was great, but not in a sexual way. 
I mean, that's not, you know what I mean. Obviously, what's your name? A lot of women say that about you, John. <laughs> Norma Jean. Norma something. Jean. Norma Jean. Norma something. Jean Baker. Right? Seriously, wasn't it Baker? Norma Jean. I don't know what her last name was. I'm looking it up before we move on because I know I'm right. Norma. Norma Jean. Norma. Norma. Goodbye, Norma Jean. Norma Jean Baker. Look at me. Told you. Uh, you don't know what agrarian means, but you got Marilyn Monroe's real last name. And I didn't know that there was a conspiracy. Let me see if my kid knows. Do you know what the word agrarian means? He doesn't know either, Joe. Oh. Yeah, but he's a lot younger than Reavers. And Chris, I know Rookie Chris doesn't know. Chris made fun of him. It's about the agricultural world. She was only 36? For that one. What? Wow. Yeah, the rookie soundbite for that one. Oh, he wants the rookie soundbite saying that's a... Bleep you word. That's oh, a bleep yeah. you word. We need him to record that for sidekick in a can. Can we do this? It's already Re-roll. almost two o'clock, fellas. Oh, balls. I didn't realize that. You're answering What are we doing? I already forgot. A? I'm just going A, whatever. Hey, do you Maybe play? For play. Chris, you know, we should play for Chris. Uh, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I'm rolling in three, two, one. Go with Dill. Latte, Mate. Here's Joe Suchere. Later tonight, they'll be around a campfire in the backyard. Chili campfire tonight. Joe catching up on the podcast after a bunch of days preparing for and hunting the Minnesota deer. When I got home, the CP had my mail neatly stacked on my computer in my office. And much to my surprise, I came across the big white envelope containing my GL Town Council membership inclusions. I think I was number 800 when it came to your signature on my certificate, (laughs) which is on some nice heavy paper stock, I might add. Upon opening my packet and looking at the contents, in particular in particular the certificate, I noticed the signature, and for a comparison, I went out to the road in front of my place where I proudly displayed the stars and stripes along with my GL flag and looked at your signature on the flag and then the certificate. Yep, number 800. No problem here, though. Just happy to be part of the club. Good luck, JC in Stone Lake, Wisconsin. Huh. Uh, this one says... GL crybabies. Uh oh. GL up. <laughs> Listening to the podcast yesterday. And this certainly is not a GL way of thinking. Pour some seafoam on your wounds and get back to work. You're sitting on the answer to change, but you're too busy trying to figure out how to accept defeat. Knock it off. GL, GL's infamous guest figured it out. Jesse went after the failed academy and got the votes. The Republicans are garage logic mm-hmm. thinking. They only need a few younger voters, and that's where the Dems excel. So what could Republicans do? Leverage the influencers. Even Katy Perry voted red. Elon Musk would be good. GLers, uh, go where the younger voters are and speak their language. Yes, Joe, that's the social media you don't like. It's like fishing. You move when you're not catching anything. Trade schools where you find hardworking 
problem solvers. Start with high school age kids, teach them to think like a GLer and question mainstream ideas. For example, find alternative ideas to EVs, such as improving renewable energy for home and business. Homes and businesses all are already connected to the power grid. Finally, start linking. Half the kids in high school will be voting in two years. Get the idea? This needs to be nationwide. Minnesota is not alone. Now crying time is over. And only two years until the presidential election. Back to the GL we love. Keep pushing back, damn it. GL Todd in Rochester. Love it, Todd. Well, I think he's his scolding is uh, worth paying attention to. And you know what? He's right. I, I was desponding yesterday, and I, today I've said, bleep it. Nothing you can do about it now, uh, except move forward. He's right. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail, Hail you. you. I need a mayoral ruling. As a result of this recent election, I have won my bid for a seat on the city of Marine on St. Croix Town Council. My dilemma is I'm also a member in good standing of the Garage Logic Town Council and the Royal Order of 21sters. Ooh. Am I allowed to serve on both councils? Hmm. Yes. And if so, are there any special perks for pulling double duty? No. Respectfully, years <laughs> in advance and always pushing back, Bill Miller, Marine on the St. Croix. Yes, you get to be a member of both councils. No conflict of interest whatsoever? No. Got it. Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park at Umpumalanga, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans at WorldwideWaftage.com. It was on this day. Joe, today is November 10th. In 1851, the Sisters of St. Joseph, Karen DeLay, opened a school for girls in St. Paul, enrolling 14 pupils and holding classes in the former chapel of St. Paul. Originally named St. Mary's, their school would eventually be known as St. Joseph's Academy. My mom's a graduate. Hmm. St. Joe's Academy is where they took Pig's Eye Perrant's wood house, mm-hmm. and then the workmen there didn't know what it was, so they burned it for. That's fire. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, didn't we talk? Did we talk to that guy on this day in 1871? Creighton huh. High School opened in St. Paul, named for Joseph Creighton, the first bishop of the diocese of St. Paul. The school would merge with Durham Hall High School in 1987. When did they start recruiting? What year was that? <laughs> On this day in 1880, Captain R.H.L. Uh, Jewett received from the government a shipment of young carp with which to stock Rice County's lakes. A government commission had been formed in response to European immigrants' demands for the fish. And now you know what they do every year in the, on those same exact lakes? Try to get rid of they them? They get rid of them every, <laughs> every spring. Because my this folks day, live right by that area where they do that. On this day in 1975, November 10th, the boat Edmund Fitzgerald sunk mm, in Lake Superior. Oh, 29 right. crew members were lost. 29 souls. They did a song about that, you know. Now, I, I remember distinctly that week in 1975. The weather was exactly like it's been. Uh, right today where it's been warm and humid mm-hmm. and obviously given the turmoil of this time of year nature conspired then to wallop up that great storm in the great lakes which became what what did that become as it moved east became the perfect storm off the coast of massachusetts from really? which a great book ensued mm-hmm. and a great movie although oh, we the, had the author on for uh, and he was just a total turd the Just Clooney movie? Is that one? That yeah. movie? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think it was Clooney. No? Okay. Who was it? Wait, I don't maybe... remember the interview. 
Well, 1991, that might have been before your time. Oh, it was way before my time. Yeah. You might want you want to sing those lyrics, Joe? <laughs> I thought you might like to sing it like Mishki did that one. Well, the world it goes. <laughs> On this day in 1976. Uh, yeah. Joe, today is November 10th. Governor Wendell R. Anderson announced that he would fill newly elected Vice President Walter Mondale's U.S. Senate seat. He resigned as governor and was replaced by Lieutenant Governor Rudy Perpich, who then appointed Anderson to complete Mondale's term. The move ended Anderson's political career and made Perpich's. Whoops. Anderson would not earn re-election to the Senate in 1978. Who did? Rudy Boschwitz, I think? Good question. But Perpich would serve out Anderson's term and be elected governor again in 1982. Mm. Yeah, Wendy uh, got a little greedy there. Okay. And that cost him his uh, Minnesota political future. Gotcha. Welcome, Mr. Gumbing, to our talk show. It's a pleasure to have you on with us. This has interested me for many a year. Please bet it last week and discuss this. How you doing? That's not Joe. How you doing, Joe? T.D. Mischke, sir. Yeah, T.D. Mischke, sir. He said, I talked to Tommy about that, and he said the guy was so tired from doing interviews that he thought it was wonderful because he was just sick of answering questions. Yeah. So he said the guy told him I had a blast once. Because Tommy asked every question that way. I know. He's he's saying every question. The whole interview, it's on the CD. But he thought he was talking to Such. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Oh, that's all right. That's so great. It Thanks was. Uh, I, I, there's much I didn't get to today, but much of it will be pertinent tomorrow. Thank well, you to Liz Collin. Her book is called They're Lying, The Media, the Left, and the Death of George Floyd. We could uh, we could always do a four-hour show today. I mean, We might as well. Welcome. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say it was Boschwitz that beat Wendy yeah, Anderson. it was Rudy's old. Oh, I know Rudy. my politics. Oh, Rudy. GLers, do us a favor if you wouldn't mind. Join the town council, as Joe has just mentioned, for just 10 bucks a month. I signed 37 new certificates today. Look at that. All of them with pristine, uh, a pristine <laughs> signature. The first one was to a guy named Pete Leatherman. Okay. Oh, well, he'll, that'll be legible. Sure. Le- 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 Number 37. Carla Burke. <laughs> oh, Carla. Carla, I apologize. Okay. You got an X. So if you'd like an unlegible signature from the mayor himself, sign up for the town council. And while you're at it, how about YouTube? We're posting daily content on YouTube and follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Insta. It's all there for you. All right. Let me save this quick. I can't believe it's two. It's two. It's two. Oh my God, the market's up a thousand points. One thousand. You know what? Josh predicted that because he thinks inflation is behind us. Huh. That's going to make for an interesting 2024 election if that happens. Boy, well, there's no. Uh, well, it's not really a coincidence that it's post-election, is it, John? Do you, in your opinion? I don't know, but why would people 
who usually play the market be happy that Democrats were elected or, or came out the best, I guess would be. But nationwide, I don't think it did. Did it? I mean, didn't. Oh, I think we the, just do the, this thing here. Okay. The election is seen definitely as a victory. Okay. For the uh, Democrats. Cause they didn't side. lose as many seats as they had anticipated. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna all I know. be in our heads right get, now. Damn it! I'm can't sorry. Can't get rid of it. I'll be singing it all day. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jeff Baxter's band is coming to the Midwest, but not Minnesota. Why? Damn it! I'm as outraged as you are, John. Shut up. See, that's the important stuff. I don't know what you guys are worried about this other stuff for. Go ahead, Such. <laughs> Author Liz Collin in studio. It's C-O-L-L-I-N, correct? Uh-huh. One Z in Liz. Okay. Author Liz Collin in studio with her new book, and put quotes around it. There, T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E. They're lying. Yep. Comma. Is there a comma? There isn't. Okay. The media... Capitalized, Oops, comma. Sorry. The media, comma. comma. The left capitalized, comma. Yep. And the death, the death capitalized. Yep. And the death of George Floyd. George Floyd. Ouch. Do you put the period inside the quotation? Inside. Uh, I do. Okay. That's what I thought. I just want to make sure. I used to get scolded about that from the vintage guitar editor. So now I make sure to always do it. Put See, it that's inside. what I always thought. And then people say you don't put the period inside. I go, no, you put the period. You put inside it inside, just yeah. like you put the question mark in the teleprompter. <laughs> okay. Anything else you want to mention, Johnny? Hey, uh, more election fallout. Do we capitalize election? No. No. Election fallout. I think some of that stuff Liz told us about the media is. I oh, incredible. Yeah. Really that 50 stuff. That 50% thing is. Yeah. And I believe her. I, I do too. Oh, I do too. Yeah. I didn't find it surprising at all. I would like to point out that she says she listens to the show and she never saw me as the liberal voice. So screw all of me. Oh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> should I? Well, we're on. The... Hi, GLers. I love you. I love you all. <laughs> but again, it just goes back to why did we get to a place where we have to agree with. 100% of whatever yeah, somebody says all the time. I don't know, Chris. Chris, That's I, why I like I, working I with you assholes. I don't agree with everything you guys say, but I still like working with you. Yeah, There's no picture of her in this book. Back cover, maybe? No. No. That's weird. That is weird. Very fetching gal. I think I said something very kind, even though we're on the air. I didn't say anything untoward. I'm gonna nobody, um, nobody said you did, Joe. Well, Reavers freaks out. He gives me the snapped fingers. I, oh no, I was itching. I was itching. Maybe he's playing Sinatra. Hey, did he kill Marilyn Monroe? <sighs> no, but I'm sure he knew all about her. Chris, you drive me crazy. I love you, you know? Johnny. Like we said, we love each other, but sometimes, Chris, you drive me crazy. <laughs> Uh, hey, I'm, it's my job to ask a question like that. Hey, turn that off. Now. I know it's who been played second enough. base for the Seattle yeah. Mariners in 1989. Harold Reynolds? Damn. Johnny beat me to it. Is that right? Yeah, thank yep. you. Yeah, that's been not long. Enough. I can give you the 1990 Cincinnati Reds starting lineup. I don't care. 1990, they won the World Series that year. All right? in right field. Eric Davis was in center field. Billy Hatcher was in left field. Chris I never would have got Hatcher. Third base. 
uh duncan mariano duncan was the shortstop no barry larkin was the shortstop mariano duncan was the second baseman Uh uh the first baseman was was that still that borwidge doofus or did borwidge? They else? i don't even know who borwidge is the catcher was uh, a catcher? was it was it uh oliver does cincinnati have a park different from riverfront stadium yeah it's actually it's right on the river and it's neat I've you've been, been there, there right chris it's yep, supposed I've to be cool from what i've heard yeah. and here's Baseball a call cool, only yes and here's what's cool about it when they built it it's called american something so it's right on the river in fact you go across the river you're in kentucky and so the they have a steamboat that goes by, I think, every home game. Mm-hmm. And they have a giant stack in the outfield. And because they weren't allowed to honor Pete Rose because he was on the right. naughty list. Naughty so list. there's this there's this giant smoke stack honoring the steamboats that go by. And on top of it, the what do you call it? That that would shoot out Excuse the me. they have 14 baseball bats around the the uh, cylinder of the top of the smoke stack. Oh, that's they cool. weren't allowed yeah. to put Pete Rose in any way. Fourteen because that was yeah. his number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like home some runs. Some guys still have Crosley Field in his backyard. Oh, I don't know. Really? That's yeah. cool. Wow. Yeah. Um, home runs go into the river, right? Because I remember watching a game. Yes. There, uh, home run bounced to right the field. They do. I mean, okay. It, yeah. And if I mean, I guess the center it could, but that'd be a hell of a poke. Yeah. Have you been to Pittsburgh, their ballpark? I have not. I, I was going to, but I said I'm going to wait till the boys are old enough to go there. My with kid him. goes there. He loves that park. That's yeah, Royce said like the same thing. There. That's one of his favorites. Yeah. But they're poop. Yeah. They're what? I wish, they'd, I wish they'd be good because they're fun to watch. I, I don't know why. I always liked I, it when they were good. I, they have the my favorite uniform in baseball, the Pirates. Which one? The, no, I just mean, the, which? Oh, I see. Just the colors and stuff. Yeah, they're, they're Here's a game you can play when you can't sleep. Which professional sports team has the best name as it relates to that team city? The Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, that would that would be in my top ten, but I'm the best one. Mm. The Utah Jazz. No, no, yeah, I know. I know. Well, that's, well, that's, 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 that's a joke. So just give me the answer. So no, what? No, no, I want to play. I want to play. I want, you would play. Hey, do you play? I'll play. Well, the Lakers are stolen from us. Lakers would be good if it was here. How about the Faribault Lakers? No. Okay. Jazz Jazz would still be good if they were still in New Orleans. I agree. Milwaukee Bucks. No, you could be the Bucks anywhere. <laughs> the Stanford Tree. Talking professional. Okay. Twins um, are the Twins. I mean, that's St. Paul, Minneapolis, right? Okay, that's good. That's How are not... you going to top the Steelers? It's the Steel I City for Christ's sake. The Baltimore Ravens. Well, that's pretty good. Oh, that's yeah, boy. It's it touches. Aren't you, Mister Literature? Well, but it gets deep into the foggy cemeteries, and yeah, history and the whole deal. And Poe, and yeah, uh, sure. Yeah. God, and they had a middle down. linebacker that killed a guy. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> if Ray Lewis's lawyer is Dodgers listening. was great when it was in Brooklyn because that was named for the people who dodged the streetcar to get across to to Ebbets Field. Huh. What the are the Yankees could be anywhere. Yeah, that's Yankees true. Giants could be, could be anywhere. Yep. Uh, Packers. Packers is a good one because I think Green Bay yeah. was a meatpacking town. Yeah. Although they have the most hideous uniforms. In Bears sports. could be anywhere. Lions could be what? anywhere. Royals could be anywhere. Chiefs could be anywhere. Braves could be anywhere. You know, in all seriousness, you know who has a great nickname in town ball? Howard Lake, the Orphans. That's pretty good. That one's a good is one. It, is there some they had an orphanage history? In, yeah, they had an orphanage there. Could the Miami Marlins be anywhere? I mean, yes, but the second, my second favorite for what yeah. it means to the town, Detroit yep. Pistons. 
That's no, perfect. Yep. Yeah. yep. Yep. Red Wings. Doesn't mean that you can be the Red Wings anywhere. Well, they have the tire, isn't that? That's that's the that's an athlete. That's a Greek symbol. It has nothing to do with automobile. Oh, I always assumed it did. Yeah, because no. like it's got a tire that you'd put on the car, <laughs> God, like no. a Ford pickup. Honest to God. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't they name one of their teams the Fords? The Rams could be anywhere. The Padres is not bad, given yeah. the missionary history. The Friars, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true. There are people mm-hmm. still wearing the monks' robes that go to that went to the playoffs this year. That was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. In fact, there you haven't been to the new park, right? In San Diego? I have. I've seen it. I haven't been in it. They have, if you go down the left field line, Leela and I were in there for 45 minutes. It's so cool. They have a Hall of Fame, but they also have all the players, whatever you'd call it, plaques and dedications outside of it. But that whole area down the left field line is so cool. Oh, I got a good one. Colorado Rockies. Ooh. Doesn't do a thing for me. Rocky I, Mountains. I, no, I put that in the same category as Vikings. It doesn't really mean oh, that much. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Oh, are you, Mr. Yeah. Hey, this is his list. He gets to that's do whatever true. he wants with it. How about the Avalanche? No, that's horrible. <laughs> oh, Hans writes, and he's a member of the town council, the Senators. Yeah, and the Nationals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Nationals. Yeah. And you like the Commanders. I don't, or is that mind, Ro- I don't mind. Or is it, it. Roycey that likes the oh, commanders? It. Who said they like the commanders? I don't mind it. Oh, maybe yeah. that's what it was. You didn't mind it. I don't mind about, it. About uh, the Blackhawks is the best logo in sports. The Kraken. And the name actually does the mean Kraken. something to the state in terms of the Blackhawk history, but I can't count Blackhawk. The Kraken, a, no. There's apparently somebody that, based on Seattle's um, issues, he constantly refers Uh-oh. to the hockey team as the crackheads. Yeah. I don't think you could get away with that if you were uh, Ravens, Pistons, Cowboys makes sense. Texas. Mm-hmm. I don't like the Houston Texans. I think that's a dumb name. Dolphins even makes sense. You know what was a good one? The Houston Oilers. That was a good name. Well, it's an oil town. Yep. Mm-hmm. Plus it was it was a cool logo. Edmonton Oilers is an oil town. Okay. You can be the flames anywhere. You can be the wild anywhere. You can be the Red Wings anywhere. You can be... The Wild's uh, a dumb nickname. I'm you sorry. You can be the Kings anywhere. Timberwolves? The, the Mighty Ducks is dreadful. <laughs> did you I guys, don't count the Timberwolves. Did you guys see that one of the Timberwolves players forgot to go into the game? No. So they're playing... Who are they? They're playing Phoenix. People? The Suns. And so it was D'Angelo Russell, and one of the guys comes out and you know, does the, all right, I'm out, the whistle blows. And all of a sudden, Phoenix yeah. takes the ball, and the Wolves only had four, four guys, guys on the defense. court. Yeah, did, did, did you see the see clip? The other, people, okay. Did you, see, town people. did you see the clip the other day, Chris, of Edwards during the inbounds play? Uh-uh. He stood 